to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart, I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You Aww. can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh, no, Every Wednesday at nine, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. We truly are at their mercy. Sometimes they're at our mercy. You never know what you're going to get. That's the nature of the game. But you know that uh, Richard Parker. <laughs> oh, God. Well, okay. We're we're just naming names to start the show. Okay, I was not. Sorry, I'm a loose that. cannon. Jeez, oh my God. Okay. Um. Well, I was gonna say I had a rough day, and, and I had a rough oh. day because I actually I had a, I had a bad breakup today. I, I it was it was devastating. And what before happened? you think, uh, wow, Matt, Matt's his life is is going crazy. He's moving. He's got a kid on the way. Why would he get a divorce? No, that's not what I mean. It was a different type of breakup. So I told you about this on on Skype, but I just I want to gauge if I'm crazy or if this guy's crazy. So it's part of the getting into the new house there. There is some uh, shopping for a loan that must be done, and I've been doing that over the course of the last week. And for the most part, I want to stick with with smaller local banks for a number of reasons. But just to do my due diligence I did reach out to one large player just to see what they were offering and to see how I could compare to what I'm getting with the banks around here. And I've been back and forth with this guy, this representative by email and phone for a big national bank for since like Thursday. And he made me jump through a few hoops that the other banks didn't. He seemed to think that this was going to be a lot tougher to achieve than the other banks didn't. And they advertised a certain rate that they came in way higher than. So for the most yeah. part, it was like, eh, this isn't for me. So I didn't really get serious with it. And as of yesterday, I made my decision to go with a local bank here that did a great job and I think got me the best deal that I am capable of getting for my family. And so I was really working with two local. By the end, I'm working with two local banks and one big national bank. But really, I'm focusing on these two local banks because they're just doing a much better job. And I want to stay local. And so it's battle between local A and local B, and they're kind of going back and forth, and they're both good. I wouldn't have a problem with either of them. Local A is a little bit better, and the deal was about the same, so I, I go with oh. the good service. And I, I make my decision, and then I email local bank B and say, hey, I really appreciate all that you've done, and uh, I will certainly consider you in the future. I've made a decision to accept another offer. Fair enough. I email National Bank, and I say the same thing. Hey, thank you for your efforts. I've made a decision to accept another loan offer, but thank you. Know, I appreciate it. And best to you. Why don't you just th- ghost these people? What, your integrity is, is tr- getting in your way here. Cause I'm trying to just be a, a nice guy. I'm, tr- I'm trying to let these people know, Hey, you don't have to worry about emailing me and calling me back. Cause I've made a decision elsewhere, but thank you. So after about an hour or two, local bank B, the one I didn't choose, Emails back and says, well, thank you. Uh, Please keep us in mind for any financial needs you may have in the future. And I thought, well, that's very nice. I, of course, will. But the National Bank, okay, the second I emailed them to say, thanks, but no thanks, I get texts, emails, 
phone calls. No, no, no. You have to call us. You have to call us now. You have to show us what you have to show us everything they did. And we're going to be no. I, I at that point, I had already let them down. OK, and I'm so I'm last night. I just I, I ignore everything because it's like, you guys, I told you my decision. It's done. And that's fine. They're doing some last ditch, whatever. I get it. They probably have some boss cracking the whip on them to do that. But then this morning I get an email from the guy at this big national bank. And he emailed, he says, Matt, after all that I have done for you, (laughs) please offer me a phone call. I'm like, what the? I mean, I had to, I had to go nuclear on this guy. I say, listen, dude, you need to respect my decision. The fact that you don't respect my decision makes me significantly less likely to ever use you in the future. And this implication that I owe you my business after all that you've done for me, you did a half hour of document collect collection and analysis. And that's great. I appreciate it. But I, I could, I couldn't believe, I wonder if this is some rogue you guy. You couldn't believe. Well, I couldn't believe number one, that a man would do this. <laughs> yeah. It's really bitchy. What You're the- clearly in the right, but what you did wrong was even bother to send that email. You ghost. Ghost, ghost, I, ghost. I should have. I just couldn't believe that a fellow man would not just say, hey, thanks for the opportunity. Please keep me in mind in the future. That he would try to like emotionally manipulate me yeah. into accepting his loan offer after all that I've done for you. What the? F- yeah. Yeah. What if I was yeah. I was tempted to mock him and be like, what the hell is this? Is this a breakup? Is that what we're doing right now? But I didn't. I just said like, hey, man, not cool business practice. I'm never working with you again now. And that was that. I have to block them now because I've I've given Aren't them a Aren't you curious? No, I don't want to know. I want them to leave my life, but I have told hundreds of people I'm going to block them and I have done it zero times <laughs> because I'm always curious what the follow-up is going to be. Yeah, clearly this guy is in the wrong. Um but but what are you doing being like I got to break up with this person blah blah. You I... stop answering texts, you stop answering phone calls. You're, you know, you just start seeing somebody else. You just all I did was say, hey, I've made a selection elsewhere, but thank you for the opportunity. I didn't didn't make it dramatic. Irish exit ghost. God, did you learn nothing from online dating? Well, see, the men, the the experience for men and women is very different. Um, But this was I guess that this is how it must feel to be a chick in online dating. What happened? What happened to me? Because I got this like. I got this. What, I, this guy must be a giant pussy or something. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> who emotionally manipulates in that way. It's like I turned him down for a date and he says, yeah. after all the effort I've put in. Dude, yes. sorry. This is what but- happens when you don't ghost people. They show up to your apartment and they start crying after you've been on two dates. What the That's f- happened to me twice. Now I understand, chicks. I used to think yeah. you were rude for ghosting, but I now see you've been forced to ghost it's by these, by these bitch ass dudes. Yeah, you just maintain a minimal level of interest and then you just ghost. Anyway, uh, thanks for patience with that fault. entirely your, your unnecessary story. Great story. Compelling and rich. I'm going to get to the calls as I should because, of course, we're going to have a normal call-in show tonight. I just thought, am I crazy or is this a normal business practice? Do people do this? I, I, whatever. Yeah, men but, are uh, whiny bitches now. What are, I guess. Is this surprising? Uh, but uh, we'll take your calls as usual. Of course, we will get to your email questions at the end of the show. Again, if you'd like to send us an email question, the contact page of the website is the way that you do it. MattChristensenMedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. I got one step ahead because, of course, if you're interested in participating in the call-in show by making a call, the instructions for how to do that are listed in the description on whatever video platform you may be viewing. 
And uh, of course, we'll catch up with your super chats every half hour as well. So since I wasted plenty of time with that, uh, with that nonsense, let's get right into the calls. Egrin is up first. Egrin, are you there? Hey, uh, so I totally called it that that one representative was going to be trouble. So uh, totally you, called that. You talking about uh, Zooey or you, who are you talking about? Yeah, the Zooey, Zooey, yeah, from mm. Montana. Uh, to, uh, a couple of weeks ago, no, I think it was a month ago, totally called that uh, Zooey was going to be a trouble. What tipped uh, it off? How? Yeah, really. <laughs> trannies are always level-headed. They totally don't have any mental illnesses. I mean, yeah, I was shocked. Yeah. Shocked. Well, there's been... Uh, so apparently, uh, the whole tranny thing in philosophy is derived from hermetism and Gnosticism. Um, I'm trying to get some more details on that information, but man, uh, are you planning to uh, try to get some more information or at least try to call your representatives on the, that whole situation? Um, well, it's kind of, it's it's basically dead now uh, because the legislative session is going to end on Friday. Zooey, last I checked, was suing for to be able to speak on the house floor again, but is it the, really Zooey? No, it's Zoe, but I just oh, like to say okay. Zooey because there are two O's. It looks like Zoo E. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Zoe Deschanel does the same thing, but that's yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Oh, the that's point. stupid. To the yeah. point. Um, yeah. So I, there's not really anything that's going to happen because that bill passed. The governor signed it. There might be a court battle over it. Um, Zoe wants to speak for like the next two days of the legislative session, but then it's done. So right now there's really nothing to do about it other than call the rep and be like, don't you think Zooey's insane? Thank you for voting to uh, not allow Zooey to break the rules of the house. I don't know. Like, yeah. Well, I, at that point, I, my suggestion for you is like, actually look at the County itself uh, where this person actually got voted in. See, it's, yes, it's like, a, I, it's a tiny little, it's, it's a, it's a district of Missoula right next to the university of Montana. It's not even like a county thing. It's it's as urban as Montana gets, which is not as urban as many other states, granted, but it's a small I get, area. I get it, but it seems like how if they're all like if they're all connected to the that University of Montana, I would say look into that university and see where where the rabbit hole goes at that point. Oh, there are plenty of freaks at the University of Montana. That's about as leftist as uh, Montana gets, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, second thing, I would say there is also a good concern that a lot of our doctors nowadays are can't really be reliable at this time. Like, yeah. Um, this is a little bit of background story. Basically, my father, diabetes, and whatnot. He actually fixed it on himself for by himself, and he talked to a lot of nutritionist doctors. This one nutritionist doctor, which was completely just retarded, suggested, why don't you eat Fruit Loops? It's like, really? Seriously? I, I, yes. Yes. No joke on this one. Uh, they, She suggested, uh, because she was like on about all uh, veganism, Duh. going on uh, like, oh yeah, maybe you should go for a vegan diet or some bullshit like that. Not all and, doctors, though. I saw an interview with Joe Rogan and this uh, cardiologist today, and he was talking about how um, cholesterol, like all the data on cholesterol is inconclusive and basically bullshit and nobody should really be taking statins. I was like, finally. Hmm. 
Well, it, and that's because of Oprah Winfrey uh, when she had that one video of like, look at all that fat that I lost. And she basically made fat uh, to think horribly about it. Um, that your right. mindset, <clears throat> fat is normal. Fat is like <laughs> eating bread and butter is like the staple of our society from ground That's up. That's a problem, yeah. Uh, like... Oprah, Oprah Winfrey is a problem. <laughs> I just, I heard you, I, I heard it phrased that she made fat. That's the only reason I was chuckling is like, <laughs> she is, she originated the concept of being a fat bitch. Oprah Winfrey. Well, yeah. honestly, she, pretty much she is the fat bitch still. Uh, <laughs> I mean, her face does not look pretty at all. And I, I do Well, that's not, not because it. she's fat though. She's not even that fat, Oprah. There are way fatter. She used to be thin, and she uh, was still unattractive. Hmm. All right. Well, we've really settled the important matters. Uh, it is important. One, one, uh, one final thing. Yeah, sure. uh, bear in mind, Jane, Dangerous Spaces is uh, trying to take care of things. Uh, you got your list, Matt, and are you all set? Yeah, we, we should be good. Uh, thanks okay, for checking uh, And then, uh, have you ever cooked a carbonara? Can't carbonara? say no. Yeah, carbonara. Yeah, uh, it's really good. Bacon and eggs and pasta, though you want to match it with like maybe some sauerkraut, something that's a little bit acidy, so that way it digests really nice and quickly. No um, bacon, it's guancale. You gotta use guancale. Guancale, fine, fine. Yeah. But you get uh, you want something to uh, if you're not gonna drink anything that's like wine to have a little bit of acid to it. Uh, find something that has, like sauerkraut uh, that's best or pickles or something. Go something to match it with it. If All right. Can. Cut through the fat. Gotcha. Have a good night. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. too. Mm. I do love carbs. I'm very sad about giving them up. Very, very Giving sad. them up? What do you mean? You're stopping? Yes. Okay. So I've, I don't talk about my weight training a lot, but I have hmm. been weightlifting for an entire year now. And it is time to start cutting. And uh, I have to just, I just cut out carbs. I'm on day two and it is uh, not fun. I can't go to zero, but I have made an effort to reduce. Yeah. I can't go to zero though. I feel too weird if I, if I cut them out entirely. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to get pregnant. So I'm like a little worried. I shouldn't make any huge dietary changes, but it can't possibly be helping me get pregnant. Right. I'm the wrong guy to ask. I don't know. It just turns but, it. Your body just turns it into sugar. It can't be good. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk to Putin. Um, I, I heard that Zelensky tried to execute Putin. They tried to drone him or something. Oh, really? What Putin, person. are you there? You didn't get uh, oh. you didn't get hit by Zelensky's drone. No. In fact, uh, I'm pretty sure that was our drone. You know, I got to yeah. justify things somehow. Ah. <laughs> well, I, I suppose, uh, you know. Putin works in crafty ways from time to time. From time to time. How are you guys doing? We are well. What's on your mind? I uh, closed on my first house in nice. like a week. Ooh. That's awesome. Well, congratulations, number one. Now and, you're a debt uh, slave. I'm just joking. I'm a debt slave. <laughs> Can I ask you a completely preposterous question? Um Sure. So, well, number one, and obviously you don't have to, don't disclose anything specific, but are you working with any kind of lender? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am. Okay. And did you solicit uh, multiple lending options? 
Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I, I was listening to the beginning of that. I paused yeah. during the first first guy. Yeah. Dude, you should have cut that guy on the line. You know, like uh, <laughs> I'm wondering what your approach kinds is. of people. Yeah. There's all kinds of all kinds of chicks in college that are like, Hey, can you buy me a pizza? You could have got like one or two one to two percent less than whatever the competitor was for like a rate. No, he couldn't. That I dude, know he couldn't. And no, you really. And also there, uh, the it's in my situation. Yes. The rate is important, but there are a whole bunch of other factors that are, okay. uh, that are probably more important. And the thing is, I, you'd have to understand the whole situation with this guy too. They had said some stuff and then not delivered on that stuff. So I just didn't trust him. Like, I don't, I don't believe the things that he's saying anyway, but that's fair. Um, that's fair. But blue balled Matt. That's what happened. Well, I'm just, if the people that you just, that you opted <laughs> against, did you ghost them? Did you let them down? How did that go? Um, I like they messaged, they emailed me a whole bunch, uh-huh. uh, just like every, no, not a whole bunch, like every three days or so. Hey, just checking in. Yeah. And after I kind of got, uh, farther along the line with the people that I'm going with, I just messaged them. Hey, uh, this is who I'm working with. Uh, um, this is what they can give me. So, uh, I'm going to go with them Mm -hmm. and never heard from them again. There was only Mm -hmm. two that I really searched for. So they didn't get really bitchy with you. I see. No, no. They didn't say I paid for your dinner. I brought you flowers. (laughs) Yeah. Now you're going to blow me. Yeah. Yeah. I earned this PJ. I earned this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad you had a, a... I completely irrelevant because the, the main point is congratulations. This is your first, uh, your first home that you own, right? That's what you said. This is my first home. Well, I tech, I don't own it until next week. I yeah. close next week. Yeah. And until that happens, I am staying vigilant. Well, that's a huge yeah. milestone, man. That's yeah. great. Uh, how old are you? I'll have, I'm 31. That is a good time to own a first home. Yeah. I thought so too. Um, it, was actually a really good deal for having eight fruit bearing trees. Wow. I got f- half an orchard back there, you know? Yeah, that's what cool. What kind of fruit? Uh, so I don't know what all goes into caring for the trees, but. Very little, uh, you'd be shocked. I just don't want birds to eat all of them. All oh, the yeah. You're going to have to sit outside on your porch with a 22 and get the raccoons if you have a cherry tree. <laughs> I do have a cherry tree. Oh, but- yeah. Unfortunately, it is just a bigger plot in a city. Not a That's huge okay. city, but uh, I still wanted to be kind of farther out, but just wasn't in the wasn't in the works to have a bigger piece of land with internet since I uh, kind of work from home. So I understand. Um, but in any case, uh, what is what is both of you guys are homeowners. What's mm-hmm. your advice that you have for me for like my first home and moving in and mm. like what to look out for in your first year? Well, like, what... are you talking about issues with the home or? Yeah. Like what's, what are things that I need to be like f- just fucking on top of right away? Test your water for contaminants and heavy metals and things like that. And then that'll inform what kind of decisions you need to make with water filtration. Also, can you give us like a region that you live in? Uh, the Midwest. 
Okay. So make sure that you're, so investing in high quality windows seems like a useless expenditure, but the first year you will realize how much it's worth it when you have to pay like $450 for utilities. Um, uh, chimney maintenance is important. Um, and then we like to check the plumbing system to make sure that roots aren't growing into the plumbing system that has consistently caused problems. At can this you house. just call a plumber for that or, or is it yeah, they can, um, basically they can just put like, put, put a camera down there. Uh, and then I would get flood insurance. It is not on your homeowner's I, insurance. I know that the basement does take on water. That was something disclosed to me. They have pictures of what they say is the worst of it. And the, there is a water line, in one part of the of the house that shows uh the the well I, I, it's not really damage it's just a water line but hmm. um do you think it really hot and humid in the summer concrete down there yeah okay then i would also <laughs> have somebody come check for um mold i mean there's mold in every single house but in the midwest and in the south you do get some of those um like black molds that cause of a respiratory infections and problems like that. I think people are really crazy about mold causing, causing autoimmune disease and things like that. But in the Midwest, uh, there are problems if you have Is that damage. not a problem out there? We don't get black mold in Idaho because it's super dry out here. Black mold is like a wet Midwest thing and the South okay. also. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean- Home problems never go away. So if you start experiencing a problem, just jump on it immediately. That was one of the big mistakes we made. We were like, oh, well, this weird thing is it'll fix itself. These things never fix themselves in homes. Just address it as soon as it happens. <laughs> there there okay. are two things I would say. What kind of heat system do you have? Do you know? It is uh, radiator heat. So oh, okay. got a boiler so downstairs nice. and right. the <laughs> boiler's brand new. Okay. okay so all the appliances are new. My experience is with forced air, so that won't really be relevant to you. So I'll just skip that point. Um, and the only other thing I will say, are you expecting to do any kind of renovations or projects or contractor work or anything like that? Uh, no, actually, the uh, the own, the previous owners, they were uh, they were pretty well off. And though the house isn't like some kind of mansion, mm -hmm. the inside of the house is very well taken care of. Okay. Uh, well, if which it, was... If you decide otherwise and say five, 10 years time, you want to do some remodeling or change this or change that um, after having out. a nightmare experience with a shower in our house that has since been resolved and thankfully was resolved in time for the sale. Um, do not. Here's another way in which I was too nice of a guy. Contractors like to have uh, cash payment. Uh, for yeah. a variety of reasons and do it after yeah. they do the work no half up front well that's what that's what this particular guy asked for and i would do that for contractors with a demonstrated track record for me or with mm -hmm. me in the future like there are guys who have done flooring in this house done an outstanding job really reliable for that i would but if it's a new contractor to you don't do cash and, and have a record of all payments because if they mess something up these types of guys, they just kind of, they poof, disappear. They do the blonde ghosting, except for you paid them a lot of money for the ghosting. So oh, yeah. okay. that happened with us, 20 grand. Don't be afraid Holy to, to $20,000 for a guy, a guy ghosted on, on what? 
um, renovating a property. It was a complicated yeah. thing. Well, if you really had to, you could probably still track these people down. But the point is, if some contractor screws you over, you want a record of all of that. In the, in the case that you need to go to small claims court or you need to resolve this. You're basically screwed if a contractor decides to screw you over because you can go to small claims court. You'll only get five to $10,000 back and you'll have spent a t- I've been in small claims court. It is a time suck. Um, I do know a real snake of a lawyer. Uh, well, great lawyer. Terrible person. <laughs> oh, okay. hook, me the same. hook me up. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, just um, I mean, even even, you know, blonde might be right. I don't have the small claims court experience, but based on my own experience, I really wish I would have had the records of a lot of things so I could have had more options at my disposal. So, yeah, just keep that in mind. Don't don't protect yourself. Don't try to do the good guy thing. Have records of everything until someone proves that they are worthy of uh, more generous treatment. Yes. Uh, Just assume that all contractors are a piece of shit crooks. Pretty much. (laughs) Okay. All right, man. We'll keep that in mind. I do have one last thing. All right. Sure. Uh, The house I'm pretty sure is the only house in the area with a separate bidet. Not an attachment. Awesome. It has a bidet. I've never used a bidet before. But I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Well, well, enjoy. All they right. didn't allow you a test run when you were considering the purchase. No. All right. Well, enjoy it. I went there. It's awesome. Welcome there. to the club. It's a wonderful, wonderful place to be. All right. Well, thanks, guys. You have a All good right. night. Congratulations, man. Thanks for calling. Are you part of the bidet club? No, uh, gut level. I don't want to be, but I will also disclose that I I don't have the experience. I just. Something about it is a no to me, but it's just, I don't want, I don't want water squirting like that, but it cleans I, your butthole. I just don't want, I just don't want that. Tell me how it makes sense to take toilet paper and just like wipe poop around. Tell me how it makes sense to take a shower. That's what I, I just, I'll just take a shower, you know, take you a take shower, a shower after every poop. No, but you take a shower once a day. You're not like sitting in your own shit for days on end or something. I just don't want water. If you like to shower to wash away poop, then why wouldn't you want a bidet? Because it's you tell me, uh, because I'm coming from a perspective of just thinking what it is in concept, not from the experience. So you tell me if my concept of it is wrong. But I just don't want a targeted stream of water precisely there. It's not shooting up your ass. Well, even still, I just don't. No, no, no. My bidet it oscillates. And so it just cleans your butthole like this. It, it, it rims is what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, well, that's even better. warm water. You can like change the position and it's just the most amazing. Thing. Nah, I'm old school. I'm going to stick with the TP and the showers. That's just. That's yeah, primitive. I'm a savage. I'm sorry. Whatever. You uh, got a gross butt. I don't <laughs> well, care about that, your menthol soap. Uh, exactly. I need a reason for the tingly soap. Uh, Sound and Fury. Are you there? Hey, yes. How are you guys doing? We are well. Nah. What's on your mind? So I just wanted to um, share a couple of interesting things with you. Uh, sure. I'm going to try not to take up too much time. I always talk too much when I'm on the show. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure you guys have already talked about this to death, the whole Bud Light thing that's going on. Oh, I thought you wanted to talk about Crowder. 
Oh, I thought you wanted to talk uh, about bidets. Yeah. Uh, no, um, actually, know, truthfully, we haven't talked about it that much. We have talked mm-hmm. about it on kind of a surface level when it first happened and maybe a little bit here and there as it's developed, but not in a lot of detail. Have we talked about mm-hmm. the Bud Light thing? No. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I necessarily. OK, uh, how can I put words to this? By the way, if you hear any background noise, I apologize for that. There's somebody playing music and unfortunately, I can't really. No, it's loud and clear. You sound great. All right, cool. Well, what I was thinking about was in itself, it's it's the most worthless thing. You know what I mean? The boycott? Yeah, because I mean, of all the things to boycott, why this? You know, I especially suppo- since. Sorry, Bud go ahead. Light, finish your thought. I'm sorry. Yeah, especially since Bud Light like sucks. Yeah, it does really suck. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. Hey, you ever wonder what a LaCroix tastes like with some rubbing alcohol in it? There you go. But um, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've had a Bud Light. I would probably grade it a little bit better than that, but maybe maybe not much to your point. Um, no, well, I, I agree that that in general, it seems weird to pick a Bud Light as your target and you wonder how much effect that really will have. But if I'm if I'm going to play devil's advocate here, I think. Uh, number one, the effect on Bud Light has been pretty devastating by all available indicators. There are numbers out this week oh, yeah. that, that say that their their sales outside of bars and restaurants. So I guess their packaged sales at say your grocery store, or your gas station, or whatever else that that's down something like twenty six percent year on year. That's a that's a devastating number. And whether mm-hmm. we care if Bud Light suffers or not, or whether we even like Bud Light because maybe it is crappy beer. That is, um, at some level, that's a scalp held up to a lot of people. Like, yeah. don't try this shit. You're going to end up yeah. scalped like Bud Light. And and that cultural pushback, I think, does have value. We will see who's brave enough to to uh, hire yeah. Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, <laughs> even to say Dylan Mulvaney is a spokesman would be a misrepresentation of what was done here, though. It was, I'm not defending These companies it, but don't it was, give a fuck. It, yeah. well, so many people are going to hire Dylan Mulvaney. They don't give a crap about I'm, Middle America. I don't think Even anybody has has since. I think everybody's like, Ooh, unless I'm mistaken, Dylan Mulvaney has gone basically underground since this thing has happened. Yeah. Well, and and this kind of speaks to the to to the point that I had that I was going to make was that on the surface, yeah, it seems kind of inconsequential, but then this is also going to set the precedent to uh, the right in general that you know, hey boycotts can work you know what i mean boycotts Um, don't work though these these companies don't care about their market share they don't care about how many people they're reaching like i used to think that that money talks and it just doesn't no one gives a crap yeah but it what it does is it breaks the illusion created by a lot of the propaganda that Mm -hmm. makes people on the right think that they're the only ones who think the way that they do Maybe that's does true. That make, yeah, I hope does that right. make sense? Yeah, like this probably. is showing people. I mean, obviously, Bud Light I don't, is not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Um, I'm I'm sure they've got all kinds of money stashed away and all kinds of money coming in, even with the lost sales. But um, what this is going to show is that the the fact that this impact has been so visible. I hope at least that a lot of people on the right are going to see it and think, oh, hey, you know, the the culture hasn't. Like not everybody has turned into a 
far left weirdo. Yeah. Am I still on? Am I breaking up? No, I'm you're good. On? You're no, loud no, and clear. Here. I mean, okay. I, I appreciate your thoughts there because your 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 thoughts on the propaganda is exactly how Corona played out. They they yeah. made everybody think that they're the only one thinking this is crazy. Like you're the only one walking around with a mask on, thinking this is or with a mask off even. But everybody else is supposed to look at you like you're the crazy one. When in uh-huh. fact, everybody kind of knew this was bullshit. They were just going along with it to get along. They it, There were have been all kinds of successful propaganda operations in that way over the last couple of years that make you think you're the only one. You're the crazy one. No one's thinking what you're thinking when in fact they are. And I think you're exactly right that this might be a great demonstration of that for a lot of people. Yeah. And you're you're seeing the same kind of thing everywhere too i think it's actually emblematic of a larger cultural thing going on right now uh disney is kind of no longer relevant to anybody really like i've seen nobody talking about the new little mermaid that's about to come out they just dropped the new peter pan which as far as i can tell no one even knows it exists what is uh is windy aboriginal or something (laughs) I don't care enough to investigate further than the fact that it's a live action Peter Pan. And I'm like, Ugh. oh, cool. So it's a less interesting Peter Pan. Got yeah. It. Gay. Yeah. Um, well, I hope yeah, you're right, dude. Yeah, me too. But I just wanted to drop that white pill to tell you about that. Yeah. Hopefully that's hopefully things are going to start looking up at least in some ways. Yeah, we'll see how this not banking crisis banking crisis turns out. Uh, yeah, it's just that we had the second largest bank failure in the history of the country uh, this week. And of course, that comes after Silicon Valley. But if you listen to the president, no, this just shows that our banking system is strong. And don't worry, taxpayers won't have to pay a cent for it, except for all the inflation that we've endured that has resulted in these bank failures. And except for the FDIC filling in the deposits yeah. and other <laughs> methods. No, no, everything's fine. Other than that, you're not paying for it at all. Not a cent. No, I have so much money now. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, man. Have a good Not night. a problem. Love your show. Thanks. thanks Appreciate it. I almost said love you too. <laughs> I caught myself. I've been in a dangerous spot with, uh, as I mentioned, I keep having to call people for this and that to, to get all this deal stuff closed. And so whether it's insurance people or bank people or real estate people, you have to have all these stupid phone calls. And yeah. I haven't done it yet, but I've caught myself almost reflexively saying that as though I'm talking to my wife or something. Oh yeah. But it hasn't happened. I've caught it every time. You ever call like one of your friend's spouse's babe on accident? No, I've never done that. I've done no. that. Yeah. It's, it's like calling your teacher mom. It's just like, it's so <laughs> embarrassing like, in your soul. Let's uh, catch up with our chatters over on rumble. Addicted to drum says, thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, the hillbilly deluxe uh, signed up to support monthly. Appreciate that. Uh, so uh, hillbilly deluxe also says, Matt, you are crazy, but not for the emails. Good job handling it like a man should. The dude was ready to post a Matt and I once made love super chat given the opportunity. Yeah, I, uh, well, I've already said everything I have to say about it. I just, mm-hmm. I, I guess my only question is, is this guy trained by this big national bank to do that? Or is he I'm just sure a he giant bitch? I'm sure he was personally bitch? injured. He's a giant bitch, yeah. And maybe, yeah, for all, I'm sure his pay is commission-based or something like that. So he's he's very personally invested in in getting the deal. But I just thought, man, like before, 
my perspective on you guys was, hey, thanks for the opportunity. Maybe I'll consider you in the future. Now it's I'll never call you again or email you again because I know you're a bunch of giant bitches. So see you well, just never. that one guy. Well, I don't I mean, he's a representative of the company. If the company. If that's how they operate, if that's how they communicate, I'm out. I want nothing to do with you people. And then you think yeah. you're kind of glad that that was revealed because I know my decision was correct. This is a very important thing for my family, obviously. And so to the extent that we need to manage this in the years to come, if I have to manage it with some giant bitch like that, that's going to be a problem. I'm glad I don't have to do that. It's all legitimate. Could somebody please call in so we can talk about this Crowder thing? I like how on you're Sunday I was like, I'm just not going to uh, talk about this because I'm above it. And now I'm like, well, if you're not above it, of course, go. For, well, let's get some chats in. And oh, I'm not above it. It's just after I read that New York Post article. Now I really want to talk. about. Oh, it. how he um, put his balls on not gay Jared and stuff. I 100 percent believe that. that's guaranteed true. Yeah. Um, are you good? Can I? Yeah, me? let's catch up on YouTube and Tippy, and then we'll get back Local to the Local bank says, I guess we wasn't good enough for Matt, huh? We going to sell your info to that national bank. Yeah, they probably will. Mm. I, I don't doubt that. They're probably actually the same people, just disguised under different branding. I like how that person was just black, inexplicably. Um, a chick in <laughs> online dating. We've been forced to ghost. I was, I was never forced to ghost. I just, I just didn't want to deal with it. Like how if, I texted my boss to quit that one job. If I had to deal with like five guys like I dealt with today, not the burger place. I just mean five bitch oh, ass I'm, dudes. I'm so hungry right now. I would start ghosting. I, I'd, I would have enough. Do you? I suppose I'm asking for a long story here, but you must have had guys try to do that emotional nonsense to you upon departure. What? Oh, my gosh. I broke up with a guy once worst? and he was like. I'm going to kill myself. And like, Jesus. I sat on the phone with him and I was like, you go ahead and do that. <laughs> you do it. I fucking dare you do it. And so he took like 20 Benadryl and he was fine. I am not suicidal. Oh my God. No one is going to emotionally blackmail me in that way. That's bullshit. You're going to break. You're going to kill yourself because like, because of this. And then if, if he did blonde would, uh, blonde would see the news and she'd smoke a cigarette and say, good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, just I, I just knew he wasn't going to do it. Well, that you got to be careful with that, too. That one. Remember that one guy's girlfriend? I think she got prison time for encouraging his suicide. And then he did. That was different. Yeah, you've never gone was, that hardcore. Like, please go no. in the garage and shut the door and run your car and breathe the air for a long time. Right. Like if yeah. he had had a suicidal personality or previous suicide attempts or I was worried about his mental health. Or something like that. I was very confident that he was just doing it to manipulate me, which is why I was like, all right, let's play this game. You want to play chicken, motherfucker? <laughs> and naturally, God. he didn't do it. No one on planet Earth has tried to kill themselves by taking 20 Benadryl. No one. That's I didn't not know how you try that, to kill uh, yeah, I didn't Benadryl know you is could. not talking. He just got really sleepy and slept for like 15 hours, and then he was fine. Yeah. And then I've had guys like crying on my doorstep and telling me their whole life story and... Yeah. And see, I look back at the way I handled women in my past life and I cringe because I think I was too soft and passive in many ways. And I was. It's not that I think that I was. I was. But I've never done shit like that. Like you're talking about now. Not once. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, you know, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Really emotional nonsense. Um, I've done my share, fair share of, of crazy shit, too. I want to keep it balanced. Yeah. yeah. 
We are journalists after all. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We have the title and everything. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Speaking of titles, <laughs> did I do it? Speaking yeah. of titles, guess what? YouTube agreed to send me my silver play button. Thanks are to a few of in the audience serious? who tipped me off on how to do that. They said they Wait, had to review. Yeah. I, I, I filled out their stupid application. It's supposed to be automated. And then it says, we have to review this. And I thought, oh, OK. So you're going to say that I have strikes or something. And so I'm ineligible. No. Then they said, here you go. Here's your here's your code. Plug it into the website. Type in your information. And it's supposed to arrive in two to three weeks. They told me they couldn't do it. They reviewed mine and they were like, no. That's not what they told me. So I'm going to get it, which is going to be great. I built this YouTube channel in this house on departure. I'm going to get the Susan wiki wiki plaque and it'll be, it'll be fitting. I can't wait. Okay. Let me read a few more. Bo Cephas, Matt and blonde hear me and rejoice. The golden one and his wife have given birth to their second daughter secret. Oh, I love that name. Blonde. Hmm. She said it was two hours and no stitching. What the, yeah. Wow. Some women just have badges for birthing. They just do. This is their, oh, it's their second though. And this is what we were wondering because everybody, reliable sources inform us that the second just slip and slides right out of there. So we'll see how that goes. I don't think it's that easy. Um, Yeah. uh, Last one for right now, Sam Collingwood Smith. For more information on Montana representative Zoe Zephyr, check out his boyfriend, Aaron Reed's thread at Kiwi Farms. is currently featured on the front page, kiwifarms.net. We're here for you. Is he a pedophile? That's a big game, man. I wouldn't be surprised to learn that there is some very bizarre things going on with uh, one or both of them. I'll have to check that out. The next random caller better want to talk about crowded. All right. We will come back to your uh, your chats at the top of the hour and we'll get back to the calls. Thank you, guys. Let's see. Um, uh, I'll have to just circle back with you. Juggernaut is up next. Juggernaut, are you there? Hello, Nick. Hey. I was wondering where you were going. Thank you for being a little more uh, cautious this time. You are welcome. Well, what's well, on your mind? What do you guys, well, how do you guys think that metal 3D printers will change the culture and society? I don't know. I thought 3D printers were going to be much more influential than they turned out to be. So, well, gun parts, I guess, but maybe nothing. I guess I don't know where the tech is now. What can they do now? You can buy them now. They can print full parts out of like pure metal. There's okay. one from there's one called the Metal X system made by Marker Forge that you can look up if you want to just like when and when you say it's printing metal, is it the same uh, is it a similar process to the plastic printing where it's kind of this filament that it layers or how does it print the yeah. metal? What is it doing? So it's there's like a composite and it prints the composite and the composite's made out of like powdered metal. Hmm. And then you take the powdered metal part and you put it in like a sintering device and it like cures it and then it becomes like pure metal. So how does the strength compare? Let's say that you were to shape metal, shape whatever you need to do, like a, a gun receiver or whatever shape you were making out of say just a block of solid material. How would the strength of that compare to the strength of a 3D uh, printed receiver or whatever shape you're making? It should be very comparable if Hmm. the centering works correctly. It should be like one to one as far as I understand it. I could see that assuming that it that it is precise and that it's strong and that it's somewhat affordable. Obviously, I would see that utility in the gun world, which I would only do legally speaking ATF, FBI. 
I would only do it within the confines of the law, of course. But but even just think about stuff around the house. You know, we're talking about earlier, like problems going wrong at your house. Or you need like a little a little part or thing that that you would usually have to run to the hardware store to do like a specific little clip or some kind of bolt or something like that. Yeah. If you could just print that at home in a timely process, that would be awfully convenient if that was possible. Mm. Yeah. Well, I was I was thinking bigger. I was thinking guns and I was thinking cars. Because mm. you could easily print car parts. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, what are its limitations? Like how how big of things can it print? It's literally just however big the print plate is and however big the centering like oven thing is so okay well when american manufacturing fails this might be useful yeah i was yeah i was thinking along the lines of two that you know how sometimes there are cool devices but the device is garbage like cheaply made and it breaks all the time so you don't want to buy it you could just print your own if you had a metal printer yeah Yeah. you know not electronics you need a, a pcb printer for that but yeah mechanical devices you can print your own yeah i mean it's uh all of this stuff is is exciting for future prospects even if the tech is is maybe not quite there on some things um the idea of of being able to manufacture precisely shaped things like this out of plastic number one but metal number two in the future that's i think that's gonna be pretty awesome i don't know that we'll uh, maybe i won't see it fully realized in my younger years, wow. if I have any left, but it'll be cool in the future. Like I said, uh, there's already some available that are fairly compact. So the marker forge uh, metal X system and, but you know, it's new technology and that's a hundred thousand dollars. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's Ooh. cost prohibitive. I would say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can buy a lot of whatever you need for a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. and on the subject of 3D printed guns, have you seen Hoffman Tactical's Orca? No, I don't know what that is. What is it? Oh, he, he 3D printed his own, like, it's almost a complete gun. You need to buy the slide and the barrel. Mm-hmm. And Does it just take Glock parts, or what up. kind of parts does it take? It would take AR-15 parts. Oh, and okay. It's a frame for an AR-15, basically. But it holds like up? Frame. Yeah. Uh, that kind of surprises me because I know cool. they should look it up. I know that even 3D printed Glock frames have some durability problems, uh, or at least they used to. But you're telling me they're going to have you know rifle caliber out of a 3D printed receiver? Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. I mean, there's I don't know where the tech is at, but I'm sure it's probably not that far off. I guess. Yeah, there's a couple more. There's there's Invader Zips Arc 2.0. That's pretty cool looking. Hmm. And then. I don't remember his name. No. Oh, no. oh, well, there's there's stuff out there. You should look into it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, uh, as always, I will do that uh, only when I'm interested in manufacturing firearms for myself and myself alone <laughs> for non-commercial purposes, fully within the confines True. of the law. <laughs> or if you want to use the frames for Nerf guns. Yeah, Correct. exactly. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Did you see unrelated? Well, loosely related. That that kid who got raided for the classified documents, the um, what was he? Was he Air Force or what branch was he in? How did I already forget? This was like uh, he was in the Navy. He was in the Air National Guard, right? Oh. Um, 
they rated they showed some images of the uh, the firearms that he had in his possession at this uh, at his mom's house or wherever he got busted. Were they like BB guns? They were airsoft guns. The orange oh, tips are in the photo. Come on. So, great job, feds. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. feel safer. What about you? Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Have a good night. All right. Are you vetoing a next call Crowder mandatory? Come on, guys. <laughs> no one wants come, to talk about this. Come on. Anymore. We said we weren't going to talk about it. Now. No, I did have to... another YouTuber text me because he's watching the show right now. He's like, are you going to fucking talk about this? Well, if you if you have things you want to say, go. I'm not trying to. I want to talk that. about it conversationally with someone that isn't you. Okay, well, that I can't fulfill. But uh, just no. to be clear, I'm not blocking anything. I'm not saying no. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Of course. Gaylord Steambath, are you there? Do you want to talk about Crowder? Uh, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> Get bent, you Gaylord. You're out of here. I, now, Blonde is itching, but uh, you are, of course, welcome to whatever topic you wish. I did watch. Um, I did watch the quartering and. Uh, and Sydney Watson's show talking about the video. So, but there's not much else I want to really talk about. Yeah, sure. I bet that was thing. riveting. No, but yeah, it's. <laughs> Has Anyways, she sued him uh, yet? When is that happening? No, I'm just kidding. Is she has she sued him yet? I, I don't know. He doesn't seem like the type to, um, you know, to fondle her or whatever. He doesn't seem like the type to grab an ass or touch a boob. Yeah. Are they in <laughs> studio together or are they uh, apart? I don't think so. Uh, what Sydney and Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, they're they're on the same. They're doing the same thing you guys are kind of doing. Oh, so the, okay. yeah, they're they're there's no there's no there's no physical abuse possible. Office harassment. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, that's that's completely irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did you want to talk about? Um. So, um, something I've been thinking about a lot, actually, for quite a while. But I was reminded because of the story you talked about, Matt, about um, Zooey and his attempts on, uh, you know, put, bringing in, bringing in like, tr- uh, allowing transgenderism on kids and stuff like that. Um, people nowadays kind of throw around rights as just on everything. Yeah. And it's almost, it's become just as meaningless as the isms that people, uh, uh, throw at us a lot of the times and so i i've and you know it kind of pisses me off but at the same time i don't quite understand myself what a right is i don't mm. know if someone were to ask me what that is or how i would try to explain people what a right is i don't know yeah. how i could define that so i was wondering if you can enlighten me on that in, yeah in order to sort of like you know Try to explain my position to other people. Well, there's no doubt that that there's going to be some ambiguity to it, right? It's uh, the idea that we're going to have a list of these are the things and these are not the things. You might have some that are pretty clear and some that are pretty clearly not, but there's going to be some gray area. Anyway, where do rights come from? At least in my philosophy and according to the philosophy of the founding of this country, rights come from our creator. That is to say that human beings are put on this earth with an observable purpose. And we are all doing something of the same thing, this observable behavior towards survival, prosperity, building something for ourselves, applying our labor to the resources of the world in order uh, for us to enjoy the fruits of that labor. 
So to the extent that it seems like everybody is doing some variation of that naturally, that's not government telling them to do that. That's not some boss cracking the whip on you necessarily. That's just something to do with a human being's purpose on this earth. We then have a moral duty to respect that purpose and to say, you know, this guy's off applying his labor to build his farm in the way that he wants to do it. It would not be right for me to go in there, smash all his shit, take all his shit, steal his wife, whatever. Yeah. It would not be right for me to intrude on his purpose in that way. That's the general concept. Now, it does get messy because let's say that that guy's farm is, you know, polluting the waterway that's flowing down to my farm and all kinds of interactions that are much more gray. But in general, when I'm thinking of like big concept, natural rights, that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about life, liberty and property as it was phrased. And for the most part, these rights are, in fact, exclusively, I suppose, these are rights to be left alone. They're not rights to be given things. They're not rights Mm -hmm. to be provided things by society. They're rights to have your your purpose as a human being respected. And Right. So like negative rights. Exactly. So that's how I conceptualize it. I know that maybe that's not perfect black and white precision, but that's the general philosophy through which I think we should we should judge these things as to what a right is and is not. Yeah. So if, if I were to explain to someone, so how would you explain, um, why something's like, um, the right to bear arms is, how is that the, how is there a right to bear arms, but there's no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think there's a right to healthcare, for example, Mm. how would you discern the two? Yeah. Well, one is, is a right to your own self-preservation and your own property. The, the right to health care is saying I have a right to the labor of somebody else, that somebody ought to be required to provide their labor to me, regardless of whether they consent to it or not. And that would be contrary to everything I've just said, to say that you actually own the labor of somebody else, regardless of their agreement with that arrangement or not. That is I know people don't like to use the word slavery, but that is what slavery means. Slavery, it means yeah. that you think not that you think it means you own the labor of somebody else, regardless of their consent. So whenever you talk about rights to services or rights to products in that way, there's a reason the second amendment is not, you have a right to be provided a gun by the government or provided a gun by society. It's that we ought not to interfere with your right to defend yourself, but that doesn't mean that you get free shit because free shit would be owning the property or labor of somebody else. Right. Right. Would, um, so how so then in the context of uh as some people as a lot of people will call trans rights how would you say is that not a right when it's i guess you could say it's and i'm not trying to defend it here but i'm trying but it is i don't know i don't even know what they think of when they think of rights i guess there's a right to be well yeah that, i don't know i guess what is the trans right here because am i saying yeah Obviously that I think I think that men who think they are women and vice versa have some sort of condition going on with which I'm actually. I hope I could be sympathetic or compassionate. I don't want these people to suffer. I don't want them to have bad outcomes. I think that they're experiencing some sort of delusion, and I would hope that that delusion gets corrected. That said, do you have a right to live under a delusion 
yeah, generally speaking. Yeah. But what is it? Do. What is a trans right? Like, is a trans right to uh, <laughs> to indoctrinate children into this way of life? Is there a trans? Yeah. Usually, these trans rights are not simply the right to just be left alone and live the life that you choose, which is something with which I'm very sympathetic, even if I disagree. It's usually a right to have to be provided a service in the way that we described, like you must let me into your men's bathroom if I'm a woman or vice versa. Or, you know, you or this sort of control of language, like you must address me in this way as though you own the speech of other people. Or as is the hot, the hot one right now that you that we must allow certain medical procedures for children. You know, is that a right? That's that's probably I think that's the greatest debate among among all of these these that we've just discussed discussed are is what are the limitations of a parent's right to provide medical quote unquote medical treatment? Because I don't even medical grant the terms, but Certainly parents have a right to provide certain services or handle medical business on their children to some extent. And what are the limitations of, of that? What is, what is the line between medical procedure and child abuse? That's really where that uh, debate becomes difficult. Yeah. Right. Anyways, that, uh, thank you. That's, uh, that does give me i i kind of thought the same exact way but i wasn't entirely sure if that was uh if that was the right way to go like just when comparing uh right to healthcare and the to bear arms it's like it's commodities over uh just your right to be uh alive and to, yeah, you know, it's just self-preservation yeah, yeah yeah exactly Anyways. um different concepts yeah yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's all I got for you guys. Well, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I always uh, enjoy that sort of discussion when we have words thrown around that everybody uses as though they, as though it's exactly clear what that means. Yeah. yeah. As someone who's a big fan of natural rights or the concept of rights, obviously, it's the entire idea around which I form my philosophy. We do throw that word around without defining it very clearly often. And yeah. uh, it's good to go back to those first base principles and think, what do I mean when I say this? And how does that definition apply yeah. to the evaluation of whether X, Y, or Z is in fact a right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, did you want to add anything else to that before we move on? No. Nope. All right. Teen Laquifa. Uh, teen are you there yeah i'm here what's up hello that's that's quite the name have we spoken before is this a new one uh yeah this is a new one oh, okay. i long time listener first time caller so. oh well thanks for calling so it is new to us yes yeah <laughs> well thanks for calling yeah um no problem uh basically i was just calling to give like a personal story about uh my friend and how the drag mob kind of took over him. Mm, okay. Um, I had a friend, I transferred high schools when I was a sophomore and um, I became friends with the, I guess he was like, kind of like the odd kid, which I didn't know at the time. Um, everyone kind of thought that uh, he was gay, but 
no one was ever like really sure of it at the time. And then so like I kind of got brought into that whole thing as well. So people would start to assume things about me. But yeah. uh, so uh, after some time or whatever, um, like my family basically kind of took him in as like a third son. I have a brother. So um, we would like he had like a really rough childhood. So he grew up. Uh, he never knew his father and he lived in a car with his mom for a while. Ooh. And, uh, the only time he ever saw his dad was on an episode of judge Joe Brown. <laughs> that his, his dad uh, showed up for it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. His dad was on an episode of judge Joe. Oh, but Brown. He wasn't there. It, it was unrelated no, to him. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, my friend's mom actually recorded that episode. So that was the only time he ever oh saw God. his biological dad. Um, what a so did his dad win story. the case or lose? I, I have no idea. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, so we were friends for like a long time and then we kind of like parted ways whenever we went to college and everything. And we kind of touched base like later on and, um, he ended up coming out as gay. So, uh, there was that, which I kind of figured, you know, he might be, um, but we kind of like fell apart and then we kind of got in touch again later on. And, uh, he was like kind of in a rough spot in his life and I had just bought a house. So he stayed with me and I didn't make him pay rent or anything. I just said, you know, like keep the house clean and all that stuff. And, um, I actually taught him how to do the work that I did and uh, he ended up getting a job and getting a car and all this stuff. Um, but just recently uh, he had sent me a video of these drag queens from RuPaul's drag show. Oh no. And, um, <clears throat> and I wasn't watching it cause I want nothing to do with that. Uh, so he ended up calling me and he was like, Hey, did you watch that video yet? And I said, no. And he said, is it cause you forgot or is it because it bothers you? And, uh, we've always been pretty truthful with each other. So I just said, quite honestly, I find drag Queens very annoying. Hmm. And he, <laughs> he got really offended by that. And it turns out that he was calling me because he wanted to, explained to me how he was going to start doing drag uh, and okay. he wanted to get my opinions on i don't know maybe a stage name or uh, you know okay. so we kind of like butted heads about that what? because he started bringing into the fact that you know he's very liberal i'm conservative so he was bringing into the fact that people hate him and drag queens and all that stuff and because they're weirdos so, and we haven't really talked since so dude just, what, what are people you know people like this they don't look at their lives and they're like look at all these people help me even though i've been a major detractor from their lives like they've they've put in way more than i've put in into this this friendship you know shake and yeah. And then his his response to it is that there's something wrong with you and the way you think. It's like he should be fucking grateful. I, um, yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of where I was coming from because like whenever he started doing the work, um, me and my brother were trying to help him out when he was staying at my place. He didn't have a car, and my parents actually let him 
use one of their spare cars so that he could get back and forth to do the work. Is he even us. gay? Like, <laughs> um, is he? I mean, did he ever make a move on you? Me. Was he in love with you? Um, so yeah. no, no about making the move. But, but he was in love with you. But I think at some point when we first became friends, I think that there was maybe something there from yeah. him. <laughs> okay, so he's legit so, gay, but like not a tranny. Uh, not a tranny as far as I know. Uh, what so, a disaster. Well, you know what you have to do. You have a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really. Just ghost. It's, it's ghost o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like no, I don't. only th- this guy is just gonna keep trying to put it in your butt your whole life. <laughs> we we do have to move on, but uh, real quick before we let you go, how do you think you'll handle this going forward? Do you think you'll try to try to be constructive about this, or do you think you're you'll you'll move uh, on? I don't know, honestly. Like it's, I feel like you know, back in high school, no one really talked about like politics and stuff like that, and then yeah. it's just like now all of a sudden it's like you know, it's like your whole identity essentially to some people. And I just feel like we're starting to part ways like way too drastically at this point that yeah. starting I, you guys have nothing in common. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, really we don't, um, I don't know if it's just like, you know, I try to help people. So I don't know if it's just like my, that side of me, that's like You're trying to help because mm. he could be like, really smart and intelligent and have like a good life and you know yeah but he's not and he's already gone down the wrong path and you've already done what you can for him so invest in somebody else all i can say blonde convinced me to be a lot more cutthroat about my social life and uh and it was 100 correct everything has gotten better about my life since i adopted that philosophy circa 2018 and people get really hung up on friendships that they've had for a long time yeah but let me tell you those are some of the ones that need to go first yeah, I used to think that I, I try to be a loyal person. So it's like, well, we've been friends forever since whatever, you know, since 20 years ago. OK, but there needs to be active, current, ongoing value in the relationship. It can't be that. Wasn't it great when we hung out 20 years ago that one time? <laughs> yeah. That's not value today. And if it's not value yeah. today, you got to move on. And and maybe the compromise is, hey, I'm, I think I'm providing value here, but. I'm what's lacking for me in this friendship is X, Y, and Z. Maybe you have a conversation. You do the friend breakup like me with the uh, mortgage broker. No, um, ghost. Or you just have ghost. you learned nothing? But, 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 but <laughs> seek the value out of the relationship. That's all I'd say. And, and yeah, I and mean, be your time is that. valuable and all the things that you've done for him, you know, they were, it was valuable then it's valuable now. And if he hasn't improved his life based on the things you've already done, then fuck this guy. There are other yeah. people that have more prospects that you could be investing your time in. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to say, Matt, uh, your shilling worked because <laughs> I signed up for the uh, monthly donation. Well, so. thank you, man. Oh, I appreciate thank you it so much. very much. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's huge to to keep the show operating uh, operating yeah. and running smoothly. So I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, thank see, you for stop investing in your homo friend and invest <laughs> yeah. in us. Yeah. Hey, it, yeah, at this point, I think that's a better option. So. All right. Well, good luck, man. I, All right, well, let us know how it goes. Okay. okay, we are due for a break at the top of the hour here. We'll be quick so we can get back into the calls. And actually, are you ready for a moment in show history? 
we had super chatter Sean, I think it was, because uh, I looked at this before the show to try to remind myself. Anyway, if it wasn't Sean, you know who you are, but a super chatter on Sunday who said, hey, just so you know, you can read Odyssey chats now. Mm. He is correct. Look at that. So Rowdy Dude, Rowdy Dude gets the first Odyssey chat in the history of the show. Can't watch tonight, but throwing a tip in the jar. Have a good stream. You really Excuse hyped me. that just, just too much. Well, now... <laughs> I got a I got a burp working its way up. So that really did I under delivered that or maybe that was right on brand. But rowdy dude, uh, thank you for supporting the show. And now I guess I'll, I'll announce on Sunday. Yeah, that's correct. We can read Odyssey chats. We're good on Rumble uh, D Live Triple Crown. Thanks for supporting the show. I forget where we left off on YouTube and Tippy. Oh, actually, it was Jeff Sloat is what I have. Here's five dollars. Let's get that mortgage paid off. Well, I, I guess I also I have to uh, I'm meeting the the mortgage broker for coffee tomorrow to try to resolve things. So I'll, I could use it for the coffee, too. We're we're going to have a mandate to try to get this sorted out. Uh, tonight's show has been very gay, <laughs> exceptionally gay. Yeah. All right, Greg Williams, I'm starting to turn against the right. I'm not joining the left or anything. I, he said nothing, but I'm not going to say that. But they're tough on crime. BS is turning me away. You'll never convince me that someone deserves to sit in jail with child molesters because they stole gum from Walgreens. He also said, I'm tired of the right acting like abortion is the evil of all evils. It just isn't. Look at history. Every government that ever outlawed abortion was a brutal dictatorship because allowing government this deeply into our lives leaves the door open to tyranny. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sympathetic with uh the jail reform perspective all right as long as it doesn't apply to violent crime uh but in terms of the abortion thing like no moral society would allow this they just wouldn't they just it's the sign of a of a sick society yeah i mean i'm with you i can get with with this theme greg insofar as i think the people have a right to self-determination and we leave that to the states to police these issues but as as so that's as far as i can go on the politics of it that i agree that that the people ought to be deciding this issue for themselves but as far as the pure moral matter i it's hard for me to say no it doesn't there really isn't that big of a moral consideration about the termination of an innocent life i mean that is and I, I say this again, Greg, as someone who has my perspective on this has evolved within the last five years and and become, I think, more clear in my own head. But if the fundamental premise on which I build all of my morality is that human life has inherent value and purpose, as we just right. spoke about earlier, then you have to be consistent for me to deny that and say, but not those because those are underdeveloped or those are right. they haven't reached this line that I deem maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I am going too far in one direction, but if I have to err on, uh, as, as people who convinced me often say, if you have to make a mistake on this, wouldn't you rather make a mistake on the side of protecting life? Because that should be your moral baseline. And I have to agree with that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, uh, maybe, maybe there's some, uh, common ground there, Greg, and, and thanks for sharing your thoughts. Uh, let's do a few more Putin in the belly of the beast. They can kill my body with drones, but they can't drone away. My love for blonde. Be my bride, Rebecca, you, me and Snowden will spend many years together laughing at America's downfall from the Kremlin. Ed promised you a hack proof VPN dude, a thruple with Edward Snowden and Putin. I'm not wow. into it, but Putin alone. <laughs> I'm, I'm like 
15 years too old to be his mistress. You think you would put up with Snowden for the sake of Putin? Is that what you're saying? No. Oh. I don't want to be in any double man situation. One husband is plenty. All right. Um, let's do one more. Emma, Rebecca, I would love advice on uh, being an overwhelmed mom. I exclusively pump and baby has had some health problems. I'm so tired and guilty. He was in the NICU for a month and it's just not been what I expected. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. That is awful. Um, there's nothing worse than having a baby in the NICU. Uh, well, you mom guilt, that's just something that is, is everlasting. But what helped me deal with my situation with Emmeline, um, I'm thinking she had a birth defect and her being in the NICU and all this shit was, uh, especially once I got her home and everything was okay. And we, um, hit our own stride was just like radical acceptance of the situation. And I've heard a lot of my friends say, you just have to embrace the suck and like, accept that this part of your life might suck and it might be totally different from the expectations that you had, but you love your child and to your baby, there is nobody else that can do what you do. Like in Emmeline's eyes, I am just some sort of mega God. And it's, you know, it's ego gratifying. It really is. And, and your baby needs, doesn't need anything else in the world except for you right now. Even dad doesn't matter that much. So I know it's a huge responsibility, but it's, it's also um, a great honor. And I hope that you can accept that your circumstances have been suboptimal and just embrace the honor that this, um, this baby has chosen you to be its mother and, um, and, and try to let go of that guilt. It's, it's really hard. Sleep when your baby sleeps. If one more person saw that fucking shit. All right. Back to the Okay. Call. Thanks, uh, Emma, and all the best. And uh, congratulations as well. And we'll come back to your chats at the end of the stream, guys. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Okay. Uh, guess who's up next? It's uh, It's been a little bit, but we have an update from the double wide down North Carolina way. Oh, hey. It's Dell the Redneck. Hey, how y'all doing? We are well. What's on your mind? Man. It has been a long, you know how, it, I can't believe how long it takes me to get on. I mean, it, you don't let me on after everything I've done for you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you Twitter. the guy? Wait, I, I, you're, you're also a mortgage broker for a large yeah, national really. bank? No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't oh. broker no mortgages, but uh, oh. man, everything I've done for you and you don't even let me on every week. I can't believe it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you have revived the bit. Is it, this, I don't know, man. Is this a thing that guys do to each other now? We emotionally guilt trip each other if it doesn't. That's, that's what I do. I mean, yeah. I guess, yeah, that's how you get your way a lot. Of, I'm, I'm sure I, they I get guess. their way a lot of times when they do it too. That's why they do it. Yeah. Ugh. Maybe they do. It seems like a tactic. My wife said, that sounds like something that would work way better on women. I'm surprised he tried it on a guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, these days you never, you never know who he's talking to. You know, you could be a woman. Yeah, I guess he doesn't. Well, we did speak over the phone. So doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he. Who knows? You're right. Anybody can be any. You didn't ask you what your gender was, so you could have been a woman. You don't well, know I actually did take, uh, as I was filling out these applications, I did take enjoyment that the local bank options, when you fill it out, it was male, female, or don't want to say. With the <laughs> national bank options, it was male, female, 50. Th- no, it wasn't 50. But it was like they had the options. You know, they had nice. the, the non-binaries that you could pick as well. And I thought you about it. ask that right away so you know whether you can go to that. you need to go to that bank or not. And I thought about just checking something hilarious and excuse me, seeing what, yeah. uh, seeing how that would be dealt with. But I figured, nah, this is a serious matter. I'll be a serious <laughs> person. 
Anyway, yeah, it's been a long, it's been a long time I've been on the show. Um, uh, I got I had a bunch of questions and things to ask you, but uh, they might be a little bit out of date. But uh, here goes. So, Matt, how's the family doing? You folks planning on having kids? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're thinking about it. It's uh, right. you know we're trying to take our time and make sure that we're in position uh, for for that sort of decision. But uh, we'll get yep. there. Yeah. And uh, just want to warn y'all too. Uh, make sure you potty train your kids before they hit two. After that, it's near impossible. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it, well, uh, I don't know if you're trying to potty train kids. Yeah, don't know if you're trying to potty kid uh, train your kids now. But uh, also, if you're looking for a good investment, I hear that uh, I got a good, real good feeling about Anheuser Busch. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I'll see how many shares I can scoop. Actually, it might that not be funny. a. People were joking. <laughs> buy the right wing dip. Maybe if you want to buy the Bud Light dip, now would be yeah. the time. Anyway, that's right. Well, I I don't buy a Bud Light dip. I normally get uh, I guess I do chewing tobacco. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. a your um, skull guy or what? What's your pick? Yeah, pretty, no, not skull. Uh, um, I do Red Man. Uh, uh, they can't call it Red Man anymore, can they? I would or I wouldn't uh, think they could. I'm not a chewing guy, so I don't know. But I'm surprised to learn that there is something still called Red Man. I wonder if I haven't looked and see if that's still out there or not. I wonder if they've changed the name of that yet. Does it make you drunk? Well, it's chewing tobacco. Well, yeah, it gives you, you know, cigarette high, I guess. I don't know. I don't. There was a joke about Indians that. being alcoholics. It was a stretch. Ah. So, right. uh, how about that Stephen Crowder? Well, there Thank you go. You. There, well, I'll be back in 20 minutes. You guys have your chat. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about this. Okay, so this, were you serious about this? Yeah, Steve, he's exposed himself to his employees. He berated his pregnant wife. What's going on with that man? Yeah, okay. So so the wife stuff, um, I'm inclined to like let some of that go because we don't know how fucking crazy she is. And it was also clearly edited. Like there are cuts in it, like multiple cuts. So I'm suspicious. And then he goes off screen and then there's like a blurb that comes up that says that he said he was going to fuck her up. There's no evidence of that. I haven't seen any evidence of that. However... I will say that this is consistent with other behavior. Like everybody behind the Mm. scenes has known that Crowder is a fucking dick forever, you know? And so I'm having a harder time giving him the benefit of the doubt because I already know he sucks. You know, there's just, there's just too many people talking about it behind. I mean, if it was like one or two people, I'd, I'd I'd think, Oh, maybe, but it's a lot of people. And especially like, uh, Lauren Chen and people that are that you actually trust when you hear them. That's true. I I, I hate that, that people throw around this term emotional abuse though. Like, can you even be emotionally abusive? Well, they're and, saying that he has only one car, and about even though he has so much money because he wants to restrict how his uh, family can use the car, which is kind of yeah. Dominating. But they the car might have been in the shop. They might have been. Uh, no, he only he only owns one car. That's he confirmed. Only, owns, it, only owns one. It car. wasn't oh, really? just circumstantial at that moment. That that was the ongoing arrangement for the family just one was the situation so he could control that really okay and they said that was that they said that was uh, uh evidence or what normally happens in a dominating relationship hmm. yeah but what if she, he was trying like to pull things back together because she cheated on him or i mean we have no idea what's going on there's a lot of things you don't know about too yeah exactly we haven't heard both sides or, but really. and, and the relationship is weird. Like they they've been together for eleven years, and she just had kids. Now why? She's my age. Like why why did she yeah. why did they wait so long in their marriage? And then like he's so attached to his dogs. That's weird. And I don't really? know. It sounded like like they Disgusting. were having conversation, um, as though they had been going through marriage counseling too. 
Mm. Like the the way he was talking to her, like like he had drawn some lines in the sand, like you can't yeah. call me abusive, and and things oh. like that. Like the the way that they their language was, it sounded like they had gone through marriage counseling. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's a bad look on Crowder. He sounds like a total dick. And yeah, um, I agree. He clearly is awful to his employees, which leads me to believe that he would be like that in his relationship. But, you know, it's possible that he's a piece of shit and she also is, piece, is a piece of shit. People go crazy with pregnant women. It's like if you if you see somebody yelling at an animal or something, people go full retard. Like my friend Nikki that put her dog Everybody down that bit her kid in the face. Everybody <laughs> lost their fucking minds. Like when it comes to animals and pregnant women, people just like cannot. But, you know, being pregnant, it's not a disability. Like. And it's pregnant not like women he, are crazy. They're asking for they it, are, I say. <laughs> my husband is so patient with yeah. me, but he has never been more mad at me than when I was pregnant because I was being insane all the time. It was like peak OCD all the time. It's so, uh, the truth about it. I know the cliche is the cravings, but I swear to God, every some of this is status quo because my wife has exotic tastes. But now every time I run out, hey, do you want me to pick anything up? Oh, this really strange candy you've never heard of and you didn't even know that the store has it and it's actually not in the candy <laughs> aisle. It's like deep on this end cap in the She's far like, I need back you to of the go store. to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the amount of tasks I'll have to run like that over the next few months. But yeah. I, I've never told her to watch it seriously yet. So I haven't gotten to that point of, of rage. Fucking yeah. watch oh. it. No more candy requests. Fucking watch it. But I mean, yeah. that's not that bad. No, they're words. I mean, I watching that video made me think uh, critically about how I've handled certain disagreements and even fights with my wife, because admit it, like there are times where I have shut down conversations because of what I view as female nonsense, to be frank. And I think, have I done that too aggressively in this way? Have I because in my mind that that was a lot of that was over the line. Uh, too far to the point of disrespecting your wife and i and i it, it caused me to really think introspectively have i done things similar like that that were similarly disrespectful yeah i don't know that i've gone quite that far but it does show me that there clearly is a line like male assertiveness and male leadership has to has to still be restrained by something some level of yeah. respect for your wife and and so but what if I've they lost respect for each other? A lot of people in yeah. the live chat are saying that she had fertility issues. I was unaware of that. Yeah, it could be. Um, that also, if she had a bunch of miscarriages or he's shooting blanks or, you know, that puts a lot of pressure on a marriage. That's true. I mean, I would just hate it if, if my husband and my worst moment was online. Yeah, it would suck. I mean, if, if our worst fight was on video for people to watch, I would feel devastated. I would be um, devastated, but mm-hmm. he shouldn't have come out and said anything about this. It's like neither of them give a shit about embarrassing their children. Yeah, well, that and that's the thing that you really got to think about. It's it's like it's whatever feud is between you guys. Th- that has to be understood. The resolution of that has to be understood as in service to your children. You cannot right. try to do this yeah. weaponization thing knowing that you're going to create a record on the Internet for your children to look up in 10 or 15 years time. Even and everybody's if, saying like, well, he came out and said like, it was not my decision to get divorced and I married the wrong woman. Yes, that's true. But then you release some sort of statement. You don't go fucking nuclear and release mm-hmm. edited footage of your worst fight ever. 
I think it's fair to say there were there were mutual escalations like the public discussion of it For is sure. an escalation yeah. with accusations. It's definitely an escalation to release the video. So, yeah. well, and also yeah. Stephen Crowder, you know, he released that audio of himself and uh, Jeremy Boring. So that's he's true. Set the precedent. Yeah, yeah. You could you could make that argument. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's the thing about this is like if something like this happened to Skag, although it never would. But it, then but I would I would be like, OK, well, this is some like. This is not all of the information that we're getting, but we have this long history of Crowder being unable to work with anybody, being fucking weird and being a dick. And so I'm less likely to be like, mm, maybe there's more to this story because I don't care as much, you know, mm. after I talk about this for 20 minutes, I think I yeah. said everything that I wanted to say. All right. Well, I'm Del, thinking, I'm thinking get, if a video from last Skag ever comes out, it'll be it'll just be a validation of all the super chats, which I'm scared about. <laughs> they were they've been true um, this whole time. You've all been yeah, duped. I have I AIDS. did have a uh, I did yeah. have a question. Um, are gynecologists going to have to give prostate exams now? I think yes. they already do have yeah. to. Yeah. Do they, they actually oh, just do God. anal pap smears. Yeah. Just... That is disgusting. That is disgusting. Also, anyway. your uh, plumbing system notes earlier about uh, checking for roots. Uh, that's going to be hard for us because we normally go out behind the tree. So there's always going to be roots. Yeah, and uh, putting cameras here. down a putting cameras down a down a toilet uh, that can get you arrested. Uh, just talk to Zeke about that. All right, I'll talk to y'all later. Did he just say turlet? I think it yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See you, Dell. Glad to hear from you. Okay, our our call screener had to dip out early tonight, uh, but he left us three more callers. So we're right up against the bottom of the hour. Conversation was so satisfying. We're gonna have. I'm glad you were able to itch that scratch. Uh, But we're gonna have to move pretty quickly on our last three callers. Discord, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yep. (laughs) My wife texted me to watch it. Sorry. (laughs) Watch it. I better fucking watch it. Anyway, that doesn't work either. There are a few sounders that could be pulled. <laughs> this doesn't work either. That doesn't work either. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I'm not trying to rip the guy. I'm just trying to have, I'm just trying Why, to laugh. fuck him. Who oh, no cares? Okay. Everyone else is doing it. It's pile on. It's all right. Discord, uh, what's on your mind? We may have to, we got, uh, we got to get to three callers before the bottom of the hour here. So we may have to, be we a have little to bit hustle brief. you out so that we can talk about Steve. Crowder. Sorry. Sorry to put you <laughs> yeah, on a, no, a little bit of a, a time crunch here, but what's nah, on your mind? Fine. Um, I was gonna say I could talk about um, Stephen Crowder at the end if you wanted me to, but I don't. I don't know how long it's gonna take. If, if that's what again, you want to talk about, go for it. it. Not, not, not primarily, but yeah. um, I did <laughs> right. want to talk about the the video you released today because oh, sure. um, something I've been talking about for years is I just hate the fact that the slippery slope is considered a uh, logical fallacy because yes. it's like it's quite obvious we're sliding down it like oh, faster yeah. than Caitlyn Jenner's truck when it's got a boat <laughs> on it and Ooh. like. I just um, uh, people forget that she killed a guy yeah. um, <laughs> accidentally, but she, she killed did. a guy. That's just part, part um, of uh, Hollywood culture at this point. You have to run yeah. someone over eventually. Oh my god! That's true. Yeah. Um, at least, at least in her case, it was a it was an accident, like a legitimate accident, and not um, uh, what's his name that shot the the person on set because he didn't know anything about guns and he was an idiot. Alec Baldwin, um, but that was supposedly yeah. an accident too. <laughs> yeah, well, I I have my thoughts about that, but I won't yeah. get into that. But um, yeah, it was it was. I've been saying for years that you know there are going to be people who come out of the woodwork to um say how they're minor attracted people, and that you know they it, it it started off as like. 
there was a case here and a case there and mm. like as a whole it wasn't taken seriously and now it just seems to be gaining momentum and i think it's a hundred percent the fact that the lgbt community feels that they all have to stand together with yeah. each other yeah. um and, and it, it really is sad because like um without getting into too much of it um i am part of a very adult scene online and even within those groups bdsm furries uh, not furries <laughs> a lot of other stuff though i mean i'm, I'm not i'm not going to shame anybody specifically today i feel uh, um, gay get up against the, the wall but other than that but like even within those groups it is now starting to splinter because of this stuff because there are people even even the degenerates that exist within these communities are going why are you bringing children into this this is not a world yeah. for children you yeah. need to leave them out of here and if you don't we're going to call you the monsters that you are it is well, absolutely amazing are you gonna tell so us what it people... is no oh come on man do you like but, it uh... when women step on your balls with stilettos is that what it is? <laughs> fine um, uh, well lo um, we'll have to let you go but what uh before we do yeah. in your sense of how these communities operate what do you think the prospects for stopping this sort of predation on children are is this a foregone conclusion that they're going to keep going or do you think the pushback is actually stopping this nonsense um i i don't know honestly um i didn't think it would get to this point to begin with but it seems like they're taking the social option in general of saying like if you yeah, don't yeah. if you don't if you don't accept us then it must be because you're hateful people and you don't yeah. want to be a hateful person right yeah yeah uh, and and definitely. so they kind of guilt people into it and, and i'm seeing a lot of pushback against that but like it's just ultra telling when like Florida puts in a bill that says, Hey, if you rape a child, uh, we're going to put, you know, you were going to kill you. And like, they're like, but that's a, that's a, a fight against us. You know, that's definitely <laughs> against us. And I'm like, all you have to do is not fuck not, children. Yeah, How that's, hard that's it. is this? It's pretty basic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the but, thoughts, um, man. Uh, wait, wait, before you go, is it a P thing? <laughs> Would you stop? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> all right. Get out of here. Have a good night. Um, but I have I have comics that I want to share with you. If you ever want to DM me, I, I make I edit comics that I think you might like. But that's um, okay. you, you can email me. That's the easiest way to oh, get in okay. touch. Yeah, just send me an email. OK, is it somewhere obvious? Uh, yeah, just head on over to the website. There's a contact box oh, okay. for it or it's just listed on the website as well. <clears throat> cool, cool. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yep. See. OK, How we got two not left. supposed to ask how inquiring minds want to know we got two left and we're at the bottom of the hour so we'll have to move swiftly but richard parker is up next richard are you there what evening i'm we sorry will... i shouted you out uh earlier i just think this oh. whole, whole thing is funny my pleasure um five seconds response to our acrimonious clause week manufacturing consent the concept device by noam komsky and there's also a podcast with gregory hood and paul goldfried where they talk about how the masses just follow sort of the narrative in the mass media. And uh -huh. um, I'll just leave it at that for now. Um, I have two topics. Uh, I guess I'll got to pick choose. one. Yeah, I'm going to let you choose. One okay. is the concept of defining deviancy down. Also okay. known as a Durban constant. The other is why porn should not be protected by the First Amendment, which I um, think is going to be a more complex that subject. will be complex and it'll probably be tougher than we can address tonight just because we're on a little bit of a time crunch. So if, okay. if I would I'd be willing to allow you to make that case, you know, if you can do that in a couple minutes time 
we can do that. Or if you'd prefer the first topic, if it's shorter, we can go with that. All right. Um, so in the book, Slouching Towards Gomorrah by Robert Bork, who is a Supreme Court justice, the introduction talks about the concept of defining deviancy down, also known as the Durkheim constant, in relation to an academic paper by the late Patrick Moynihan. And what, the, what defining deviancy down stipulates is that you can take any society, it can be a society of saints, an Amish plantation, or Sodom and Gomorrah, anything in between, society of saints, society of sinners, the quotient of deviant behavior on the edges of what is marginally acceptable is going to be the same. This is something that was never talked about with the sexual revolution or gay marriage. It's not really talked about with the transgender thing because the so-called right in this country, there is no right in this country. The GOP conservative establishment is intellectually bankrupt. A lot of the talk about gay marriage, as I said, I think on my second call was just about Bible thumping and religious dogma. And so what this means is, is that when you have something that was formerly unacceptable and then it starts to get on the fringes of society, that if it's not responded to correctly, eventually became becomes mainstream. And then the behavior that's further down the line becomes more acceptable. It's actually an intellectual argument for the so-called slippery slope fallacy. And it's not a fallacy. It's actually a sociological phenomenon whereby, you know, again, if you if you don't address, you know, deviant behavior that's undesirable on the edges, it will become mainstream. Yeah, and I think um, to, to the original, I, I think I remember the call that you were talking about, where you were talking about, was it that the one where you wanted to talk about the specifics of um, certain yeah, deviant forms of sex? sex right. open-air San Francisco street fairs. Right, yeah, you know, it's... um. You know, the point is that there are there are baseline moral principles that apply to these things that if you don't think them through will open the door to a lot of those uh, slopes to be slipped. And if you're not clear from the start about why those rules ought not to be broken, well, then you end up proving exactly what you're talking about, that the slippery slope fallacy is not really that big of a fallacy. Uh, in this context, it's not a fallacy of all. Yeah, correct. Um, and the, the, the really chilling thing, I, I reread this. In preparation for a call, and I'm also mulling over a video essay. Should I start a video channel? The the thing I had I either didn't comprehend it or I forgot about it. You know, reading about it 20 years ago, is he sets forth that if a society becomes so decadent and so immoral, eventually, when there's nothing else that's really deviant, and is there really that much that's deviant, then behavior that was formerly mainstream or acceptable then becomes deviant. So now. <laughs> You know, if somebody is against inter interracial relationships or marriage, that now is uh, very deviant in our current society. And it's now becoming a little deviant even to say that you really don't approve of gay marriage. So, I mean, when you really yeah. push things out, then the deviance and undesirable behavior that's going to display civilization is mainstream. And what used to be mainstream and would go without a word 50 years ago is now deviant. Yeah. There's a lot of upside down examples like that. Uh, morally speaking, I think that uh, I think you're, you're right on, but uh, we do have to, we got to wrap up there, but I'll give you a quick last word if you'd like. Well, it. I'll just say that's why um, I'm adamant about the mass media argument we've been having. I don't think they're just empty platitudes because if you have these powerful entities just blasting the stuff without, you know, uh, something in the same weight class to counter signal those messages because people are so gullible and they are so susceptible to 
mass media messages. Yeah. When those well, mass media implements are pushing these things, then you know, generations down the line, as we've already seen, you're going to have you're going to have real problems. I think we're probably pretty similar in diagnosis. I think we might just differ on prescription. And to me, there's nothing in the same weight class as the truth. I know it might seem like. Oh, it, I, I disagree. If you look yeah, at see, the then we would disagree on that this, premise. In this country, so many things that are just untrue and civilization destroying are now conventional in, wisdom in the moment. And I, I will grant that obviously untrue things can win the battle or win the day, but for the past 80 um, years as a moment. Well, I think historically speaking, you can take, you know, you can take years and there's still a blip in, in time. Um, but so the, I guess those 80 years, what I'm can, saying is you can totally destroy civilization. Like what I'm saying European is I put my faith crisis. in the truth to reveal itself through a free exchange of ideas versus someone centrally controlling the distribution of that truth. Well, I think again, that's where we have after a, I say this, I'll let you go. I'm not talking about one person. I'm talking about well, a dissonant anti-democratic movement that discerns these things that are necessary. Yeah, and that's, but that's still a centralized power. Culture. That's where we disagree. Uh, if you read starship troopers, he envisions sort of, uh, an elite kind of, uh, warrior class that has the right to vote so i mean there are definitely problems with the dictatorship and i'm not necessarily advocating for that i like what i saw in starship troopers except for the diversity and i know uncle addy as a dictator made a lot of errors that lost the war but um i mean what we're doing now is just leading us to oblivion if there are ways that are you know in the confines of the constitution that i don't think that's really realistic or or likely but if you know if there's a way you can somehow work with the system we have to save ourselves i'll listen to what anyone says but but i'm interested in winning the game and the other side is playing for keeps they are they're doing whatever they can they want they can to win and they want to put us in gulags well they, yeah but but bad guys betray morality and the moral rules of the world at their own peril and i know it doesn't mean that they lose every single time but again i'm playing a long game here i'm talking about in the battle of ideas over the course of history, you have to have these ideas fight it out for the truth to emerge. That's the only way it happens. And, well, and moral, more, morally bad actors are eventually done in by their own immorality. Well, um, when when it, I'm in a fight for my life and the life of my civilization, the other side that wants to destroy me is fighting no holds barred. I'm not going to limit myself to Queensbury rules. Well, right now, of course, we can because I'm like two percent of the population. But yeah, we—that's where talking about dissident ideas. Yeah, and of comes course, to a point where we get that twenty, thirty percent to actually do something. Well, and again, you know, again, I hate to revisit the conversation. Prior. I just need to know what "do something" means. But we well, can we you know, can come when, back the, to that. The, the people who wanted to take down Confederate statues—they didn't know how they were going to do it when they first devised this objective they just had a moral conviction we when we have the opportunity to do so we're going to act on it and yeah, but they're, they're creating a mess and they're creating chaos i don't want to oh i don't dispute that. that but i admire the fact that they unlike the so-called right in this country they're playing for keeps they act on what they believe in and they take action and that's why they are appealing to young people because they stand for something they're willing to act on it and i i admire that even though they are the enemy well, but they're wrong, and that's the problem. Well, the more, the way I know that, and that we're right, and that, that's absolutely but, true. But, but, but it lacks humility to say that we're right to the extent that we should have that sort of absolute but they're, authority. they're not wrong because they're acting on their moral conviction. They're wrong because they hate Europe and the West, and they want to destroy us. And they want to destroy well, th values thousands of years old, that you don't have to be a religious person. But this is my problem, is without any restraint on your own behavior, you are doomed to be just as wrong in any context eventually. It's going to happen to you. Um, no matter uh, how righteous I, you think you are now, there there are ways to remedy that. I don't think Franco by, by decentralizing power. I don't think Pinochet. 
came into that trap. But anyways, uh, again, Manufacturing Consent and a podcast about six months ago with Paul Go uh, Gottfried and Gregory Hood on Amren talks a lot about the influence of mass media and how the masses just kind of go that way. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Have a good evening. You as well. Okay. Uh, Buddha Fett gets last call here and then we'll get into our email questions. Hey, I guy. What's up? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot. You're the I guy. Yep. Yeah. Blonde and I have been messaging about the I, so I won't get into that tonight. Um, but I did promise her that I would talk about a uh, murder that I had kind yes. of relative close involvement in. Okay. Did you uh, do it? Are you confessing? No. Yeah. What is this? No, no, nothing like that. Yeah. Um, when I first escaped my abusive marriage, I kind of fell on my ass and I ended up in a group home. And one of my roommates was this guy, schizophrenic, super kind of weird, former meth addict. Well, a couple months in, he turns around and starts going off of his schizophrenia meds and oh, doing meth. And so he ended up with, like, he came into my room one night in the middle of the night and he was like pointing at random pages in a book and being like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Like completely out of it. And so we kicked him out. And where he ended up was a sober living home. And a couple months ago, he thought that people were tracking him and he stabbed four people, killing two of them. Ooh. And he thought that people were tracking. Just, were these random people or who were they? No, it was. So one of the people that was killed was visiting someone there uh -huh. and she tried to, to stop him from doing it and got killed. And well, then that was the dumb. other one Why'd she do that? was a resident and there was two other residents that got stabbed. But yeah, I just found out about it a couple days ago and it's like, oh, that could have been me. Yikes. Well, lucky you. I guess wait, yeah. you weren't. What was the situation? You weren't at work that day or what? No. Uh, so I was in a transitional living to get out of like, because I oh, so you were at, you were a resident of this facility, not working there. Okay different different facility but basically kind of same thing one was more for homelessness and the other one was more for drug rehabilitation right okay but yeah now i'm out living with a friend on her farm and it's so much better than the the group home not very stabby oh, yeah. or i guess yeah. what was the, it was, what maybe i missed this sorry my i you know it's that time of night where i, I lose my mental capacity very easily what was the what was the weapon of choice here how did he do it uh, a knife. it was it was a uh, kitchen knife that's nice. it okay so they just yeah. let, they left one well aren't there safety protocols at this sort of facility or are these people deemed non-violent or non-violent uh, not violent hazards in the time i knew him he was a bit weird and he was super into like crystals and stuff like that mm -hmm. and but not so stabby yeah not so stabby but yeah it just apparently he had a complete psychotic break and he had gone off his meds and decided to do meth instead. And well, everybody knows that meth is the cure for schizophrenia. I don't know what went wrong here. <laughs> Depends how bad the schizophrenia is. It can't, if it can't get any worse, try meth. I would say maybe, <laughs> Hey, I can't be any worse than like Dr. Fauci and Pfizer. Let me yeah, be an real. important doctor. I, I could, <laughs> I could try some things. All right. Uh, Thank you for the call, man. Did you have any uh, quick yeah. thoughts before we let you go? Um, have you tried anything from Willie's Distillery in Ennis? I'm familiar with it, uh, or I'm aware of it. And Ennis is a really cool town. That's a that's it one is. of the places we had thought about maybe trying to move to out in the Madison Valley. 
And I really, um, I just thought it'd be hilarious for my son to go to Ennis High School because everyone's going to write a P on the front of everything. It's going to be. Oh, I was thinking it sounds more like anus. Penis High School or anus high school. Uh, but I, but I'm not much of a, a liquor or whiskey guy. And so I've, I've not actually sampled their product. Uh, when Ping Tu is able to drink again, you should get her a bottle of their Huckleberry Sweet Cream Liqueur. Hmm. It's like a yogurt with alcohol in it. It's delicious. Hmm. Well, all right. Is it just too gay for me to drink? Is that what you're saying? I mean, you could drink it too. I like yeah. it. All right. But it's just not my go-to. <laughs> uh, have you? What's your connection to Ennis? Have you been out here or how do you know of it? Uh, I, I'm from Bozeman. Oh, oh what the f- have, cool. we must have talked about this before. I just yeah. forgot. Yeah, I lived, I lived right by the Safeway out there. In, That's right. On um, 19th. The old Safeway, maybe. Are you talking to one yeah. that, the the one before it was on Nineteenth and Main? It was kind of a little off Nineteenth back in the day. Yeah, yeah, wow. um, yeah. It's uh, uh, yeah. Have, I spent a lot of time out there. Um, I grew up working at the Sportsman's. Oh, Sportsman's is great a, as a bow technician. Yeah, and so I got to know Willie there, and like he'd give me bottles for. Yes, yeah, sports, Sportsman's is still running. Sportsman's and uh, Bob Ward's are usually the best gun stocks in town, I would say. That is not how yeah. he lost his eye. Yeah. FYI. <laughs> anyway, we could talk uh, We could talk this town for the rest of the night, but oh, I yeah. will leave it there. But I'll let you guys get on yeah. to what you got to do. Thanks, Have a good night. See ya. Okay, that'll do it on callers this evening. Thanks to all our callers. And, uh, of course, if you're having trouble getting in live or you'd like to participate in the show but you can't do it live, send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That is mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. And we have a, an unusually large volume of call-in or of uh, email questions tonight. And so we are going to have to – I think we're just going to have to lightning around these and I, uh, I appreciate the patience uh, or the understanding of the emailers. We just have to be more brief tonight than we The ones do. I included. Some of them were too long, you say? I All right. Ten of them I did not put in here. Uh, Interro Bank says, hey, Matt, in the last show you asked Richard what specifically he would do to stop evil so-called speech that is destroying our culture and way of life. His answer was first to recognize uh, that what we have done in the past vis-a-vis free speech hasn't worked and next to pass laws limiting evil so-called speech. You dismissed his response and kept asking specifically what he would do. If we continue to protect evil things as speech, uh, what specifically do you propose that we do to prevent the destruction of our culture and our way of life? Love the show playing a bit of devil's advocate here. Well, yeah, I don't think that you restrict viewpoints because the battle of viewpoints is the key to finding the truth. There is no method of truth we have otherwise. If we keep certain perspectives in the dark, if we declare certain topics undiscussable, unchallengeable, <clears throat> we never we aren't able to challenge the status quo. New discovery doesn't get made, the truth doesn't get found. I know that it's tempting to say that's a bad idea, we should just ban it. But every new idea has come from challenging the status quo. That's why it has to be protected. So if you if you are looking for my policy prescription, it is generally the First Amendment of the Constitution that, sure, there are certain exceptions around the edges that we might say these, these aren't viewpoint restrictions per se, things like defamation, incitement. We might even have the porn debate with uh, with Richard Parker, and there is one to be had there. We, we yeah. may disagree, but certainly I, I'd be willing to grant that's a little bit different than pure speech viewpoint. Like I, my opinion is X in a pure word or script way. 
that sort of stuff has to be protected for the truth to emerge. That would be my policy prescription to keep keep government or a central authority. Uh, keep them from having their hands uh, in control of such a thing. Unless it's me. Unless it's blonde. Charlie says, is it okay to steal jokes? I heard this one. I used to be a male trapped in a female body. Then I was born. I think there's a good ethical question here. Okay. Is it okay to steal jokes? I would say it's like plagiarism. So, so no, but the important thing here is that it's lame to steal jokes. People should be called out for it. I like the joke, by the way, I have not heard that one before, but that one's pretty funny. Um, you shouldn't consciously do it. Sometimes you hear a good joke and you forget who said it or where you found it and you repeat it. But even if that happens, I, I, I would still try to say, Oh, I heard this somewhere. My, when I'm making material for say my own individual videos or for the podcast, if there's a great joke out there on Twitter and I think I have use for it, just put the tweet up, just, just give the person credit. Don't steal it outright. And I say that I'm not naming names. But I've had jokes stolen before. And I'm not saying I'm the king of joke making. Look at me. I'm Mr. Stand-Up Guy. But I've had You're lines. I've had lines pulled from videos before. And I don't I don't like that because I know that you took that from my script. Uh, but these are old, old. It's old water under the bridge at this point. Except for maybe there's no more bridge. I don't know. Um do your best to credit the person. Don't it goes for all forms of plagiarism. Don't be a plagiarizer. It's there's yeah. nothing wrong with borrowing ideas. Obviously, I do that all the time. Everything I build is some sort of synthesis of of work that other people have done on certain news stories or topics. I'm not stealing their work. I'm compiling it and analyzing it and where, where there are thoughts that I think are useful, I'm allowing you to go find those and I'm showing you where I got that. But don't just steal people's shit and present it as your own. That is terrible and lame in every context. It really is. Yeah. Kevin Mucci. Sal Iacuzzo's cousin from Yonkers. I, uh, I'll believe you. I have, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know who any of these people are. Is this a reference I'm supposed to know? I think it's a Sopranos reference. Now. Oh, well, that's that explains that. I know um, it won't go away, but either of you have updated opinions on the Bud Light boycott. I know it's lame considering there are more important things to talk about, but a lot has come out about how sales are down across the country and likely won't be going back up anytime soon. My cousin um, is not just some douchebag from Yonkers, any Sopranos posters in the chat. Um, well, I, I, we could probably refer to the prior discussion. huh? We, we talked about this earlier, and I'd, every point I would make, I think I would repeat that even if it doesn't make perfect logical sense to go after Bud Light, and even if you don't like Bud Light, I do think that this is a perfectly fair game, cultural scalp to claim, to put other cultural influencers, like the big corporations of the world or media or whoever, to put them on notice that people are not into this kind of nonsense. So yeah. I see value in it. Does it mean that it's going to change everything overnight? No, but no. Uh, it, right. it go back to when that story broke. I said on the Sunday stream, this probably isn't going to do shit. People will tweet about it for 24 hours and nothing will happen. I was wrong. Absolutely wrong. It has been much more forceful than I anticipated. And I have to acknowledge that. I made a mistake. Oh, I've been dreading this question all day. I'm 35 years old and I've been married for 10 years, have two kids. Long story short, I had a one night affair with a girl that I dated in high school and college. 
we were both our first back in the day and I hadn't seen her since my early twenties. We've messaged back and forth over the years just to see how the other was doing. She messaged me and told me she was going to be in town for a few days. We met at a hotel. This is something that is never going to happen again. She's also married with kids and lives on the opposite side of the country. Should I tell my wife, which will end our marriage or just forget it happened? I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to advise somebody to break up their family, although it wouldn't be me. It'd be you. I man, I honestly don't even know what to say. Uh, there are there are a lot of steps here, and that's what makes me really sad about this. This was not um, we were hanging out at this same place. We had too much to drink. One thing led to another. This is communication over time and agreement to meet at a hotel. What? Yeah. I'm not trying to be a dick here, but what innocent or quasi innocent explanation for that is there? It seems to me like there was ongoing intent behind this for a little while. For a while. And that makes. That doesn't make this egregious. It, it does make this egregious morally, but it's not just that. It makes this um, egregious in that it tells me that there's something you're unhappy with in your marriage that you are, you are shopping elsewhere. You are seeking elsewhere. Why are you in communication? Well, people get nostalgic. Maybe it's just that. Well, everybody's trying to recreate their first love. It's retarded. Nah, I, uh, I hate this so much. I mean, I don't want to say that you should not tell your wife because you really fucked her over big time. But you're in a prison of your own making no matter what you do because uh, the guilt is going to destroy you or you're going to destroy your family. Yeah. So, like, I hope it was worth it for you to get your dick wet, you idiot. Um, I, I, in my situation, I made a commitment to my wife, uh, obviously, as I assume is the case here. And that commitment is not just my own fidelity in that way, but it's my full honesty and our partnership based on trust uh, and based on all of those those values that go along with it. And so I, I know, obviously, you want to protect the children the most here. You don't want to install chaos into their lives and make this situation terrible for them. But I think by betraying the trust of your wife, a lot of that has already been done. I, I can't. Yeah, but the kids don't know that. It isn't their fault. But I can't advise live a life of a lie for the rest of your life. This guy needs to see his priest and you need to feel bad about it for every day for the rest of your life. I don't know that that's sufficient though. But atoning, atoning by, by destroying your family, these kids could be none the wiser and have an intact family. But none the wiser is the problem. Why do the kids need to know any of this? What is this? Well, I guess if he, if let's put it this way, if, if that is what he and his wife agree on together, I'm more sympathetic, but if, if, if protecting then it the becomes kids, her responsibility, like she has this responsibility on whether or not she breaks up the family, even though he's the one that yeah. did this. Well, the way the whole point of the marriage is to serve the children. I will grant that premise, but you don't serve the children through deception of your wife. Ugh, and I, that's why I have to advise in one way or another disclosure and honesty. Um, I'm not giving advice here. I just, I don't want that on my conscience. I hope, I hope the best for you. And I, for the sake of the children, I hope that you two are able to resolve, but I can't in good conscience 
advise ongoing deception of your wife in that way. I just, I can't do it. Yeah, but it's not the kid's fault. No, but pursue the truth. Pursue the truth is, uh, pursue the truth, be on the side of the truth. That is a general rule of life. And I think that it, where there is doubt, take that side. I don't know, man. I think you got to keep your mouth shut until you're priest. Okay. So we both gave him different advice. So he can't listen to either one of us. And I have no moral culpability <laughs> for the decisions you make. I all the best to you, man. I, I am hoping for a good outcome for everybody. And it sounds like you have serious. All the best to you. Fuck you, well, dude. You ruined your life because you were so horny and you wanted to chase that fleeting love that you have when you're a teenager. Fair enough. You should for kill the, yourself. How about that? The blonde special. For the sake of your kids, all the best to your family unit. That's what I mean more precisely. And uh, Should have thought about that when you were thinking about your own unit, you douche. Moist cake. Ugh. For the next seven years, you're stuck on an island like the movie Castaway. Would you rather be by yourself for the entire seven years or be stuck on an island with some of someone of the opposite sex around your age? But that is not a family member or a friend. So you're saying, would I rather be stuck on an island or have a wife on the island? OK, not necessarily a wife. What if it's somebody you're totally somebody totally at random? Just a random woman. Yeah. I mean, uh, I have got to say yes, because the man would keep me alive. So I don't care who it is. Well, now I'm thinking, is the is the woman a survival asset or a survival liability? You know the answer to uh, that. Can she cook? But, <sighs> no, she can't do anything. She's a modern <laughs> American woman, right? I think uh, as much of an introvert as I am, I think that I would go insane with nobody. So I'm going to pick companionship. Ugh. Even if it means that I have uh, a little extra effort to put into see it through oh god we have so many more questions all right chrissy takes a pissy and matt and blonde a few years ago red letter media had a gaming channel with rich evans and his friends they would stream games and answer super chats i remember during one stream they got a super chat of a guy talking about his famous ancestor and rich said okay but what are you doing with your life he follows up by saying you shouldn't be blamed for the sense of your father but it's spoken like a true star trek uh fan uh, but you also shouldn't take credit for his accomplishments either. I think about Black Lives Matter boasting about historical black people building this country without actually doing anything themselves to honor them. Instead, they're destroying their foundations, their ancestors claim to have built, and then act like they deserve reparations because they're descendants. What do you guys think about Rich's statement? And should ancestry matter? Yes, I think ancestry should matter um, up to the point that it it makes you, uh, it, it, it creates obligatory service servant service to your ancestors that have toiled just for you to be here but i don't think you deserve anything because of it but you fucking owe them you owe them big time they were getting their legs blown off they were starving to death they were surviving all sorts of like actual plagues so like you better straighten up and talk right and have kids and stuff yeah, I think you phrased that perfectly, that that the the sort of sense I feel toward my ancestors and specifically family that I knew, like, say, my grandmother or my grandfathers or something like that. I I am proud of who they were and their achievements insofar as they provide me with purpose. Does it mean that I'm accomplished specifically because I was their grandson? Right, right. You know, the obligations are on me to build something great. But it's exactly as you said, that I think about my son and how he is the descendant of and the continuation of that line and how everything they did was to 
make a life like mine and my son's possible and that building something great now is in part, if not in full, in service to what they had done with their lives. So yeah, it's about, um, pride in your heritage is about, uh, is about purpose in that way. I would say it's not about like automatically placing yourself above somebody else or acting like you're entitled or something. It's, I am the product of a lot of people who did a lot harder work than I did. And I should be grateful for that. And I should at least do my little part of building on top of whatever castle they have may have built before me. Totally. Exactly. Garbage artisan within the past six months, uh, six months, I got a large raise after soliciting another job. While my salary was not exactly matched, I received a, a, a better title. I truly like my job and boss, but part of me wants to be able to afford a nicer house and overall lifestyle when I move next year. I told my boss I was committed to staying at the time, but if I can now get a far bigger raise on top of the one I originally uh, was given with the new job, should I stick around out of my original commitment or do I owe it to my future self and one day family to put myself in the best financial situation? I feel torn between what I said about sticking around and not wanting to be in my mid thirties before I get real financial freedom and live and travel as I want. What should I do? I feel pretty strongly about this, but uh, do you want, do you want the first swing? Sure. I feel pretty strongly about this too. You should always do what's best for you in your future because you might think that people are loyal to you. They're not that boss. That's been your friend and giving you all those, all these opportunities. He would ban your wife. So you should do whatever is best for you. Always. Should you ghost? Ghost them. Just who cares? That's the only qualifier I'm going to add is the only <laughs> thing that you really owe to people in a, in this sort of professional context. And even if you're friendly with them, even in the friendly context, it's the decency of a, of a, of an honest conversation about it that listen, that's where we differ. I know I said lie. X. <laughs> Uh, why opportunity has presented itself to me and in service to my future, I have to pursue it. No. But this is That's why terrible and this advice. Is, you should tell them you have terminal cancer and then move to another state. See what happens if you do what I did is then they come back with after all I've done for you and they try yeah. to emotionally manipulate. No, but it, it, the reason you should do that, I think is both because it's decent and it's in respect um, for what these people have provided you, which is important, but it's also at some level, and I know this sounds sort of manipulative. I'm not trying to be. You tell me if this is. It, it's sort of a test for their own decency. That if they are decent, they will understand why you're doing what you're doing. And they'll respect the honest conversation that you brought to them. If they are not good people, then they'll say something like, oh, after all I've done for you. And they'll try to be manipulative in that way. Yeah. So then you have a gauge of what kind of relationship yeah. you actually had. So that that would be my advice. Yeah. Do what's best for you, but give the other party who you may be letting down the decency of an honest conversation about it. Okay. You got the next okay. one. Uh, this <laughs> Lawrence of Alabia. Okay. <laughs> Stack of one. Would you rather cook for your loved ones or have your loved ones cook for you? I love to cook. It's how I show people my love. And so I would rather cook for them. Uh, I would rather be cooked for, of course. There was once a time where I easy peasy. Uh, well, I, I when my wife would come visit before we were married, um, I would, you know, I'd cook her breakfast and things when I would try to impress her. And I don't cook. I don't cook very much anymore. Not that I don't try to yeah. impress her. I just try to impress her in other ways. Cooking is kind of that has been put By aside. By putting for your me. balls on her shoulder. I have not done that. Like uh, <laughs> the old Crowder. <laughs> I have not done that. 
Uh, but of course, like any man, even though it, it's fun to to cook sometimes for my wife or for my family, there's some fun to be had in that. In fact, I enjoy it more as like a group activity than just yeah. me doing it. But of course, like it feel when I finally get into our new place and I can get a, it's going to take me. One of my goals is like to get a killer dining table. You know, I want like yeah. a Game of Thrones dining table. Nice, and it, nice. Eventually I'll get there. And when I do. I'm going to sit there with my goblet of wine or whatever. And, and for my wife to cook me a meal at that game of Thrones dining table and to finally be in, in our family's castle, um, that is going to be an incredible moment for me. So of course it will be my wife cooking for me that I hope you're drinking out of a horn to honor your ancestors. Uh, yeah, I guess I was, can I get like an actual, I mean, what animals were those horns from? And how, I, I got to get it imported from some Scandinavian country. Mountain goats country. or something. Yeah, yeah, skull. All right. Incel Migtau Third. I don't know what else uh, to do to reach out for hope uh, to see if there is something I may have missed. As a man, I always wanted a family. But I look around at what women in my generation, 20 to 30, have become, and it seems hopeless. This even includes red states. See Floridian women. I tried your uh, community dating. Nothing came of it. I don't want a modern woman nor a hyper-religious woman either. I do want a balanced woman. I'm thinking of going reluctantly MGTOW and checking out as I continue to improve, my, uh, improve myself. Is there hope? What what may I have missed uh, in this age of boss bitches? No fault divorce and misandry that has uh, pervaded all the states uh, and areas in the U.S. Well, um, I'm going to guess that you say that you're in this generation. Your generation is 20 to 30. I, I wouldn't I would never ad- advise men to avoid women entirely because I think that men and women complement each other and provide each other purpose and that we always ought to pursue that, even if it's difficult to find the right person. But if you're in your mid 20s, you do have time to build the best version of yourself possible. I didn't meet my wife until I was 30 and a half. And yeah. I'm My husband's very, 42. Yeah. yeah. So uh, don't, I, I wouldn't say there's nothing. I, I would say there's nothing wrong with stepping out. If you believe that the time that you're taking away is in service to become the best man that you could be to offer a woman for the sake of family in the future. There's nothing wrong with that. And just keep your eyes open because as pessimistic as it, as you can, uh, as the situation tempts you to be. And I've been there as we, as we always say, I know it's cliche and it sounds like a bunch of bullshit, but it does only take one. And I know that like, yeah. say the, 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 the dating sheet that we have, I know, you know, the prospect, there's not a ton of people in there. The prospect for success is not amazingly high, but I, I was just emailed the other week. Hey, uh, take me off the dating list. I met someone through it and she's great. And, yep. um, and that doesn't mean that we're the automatic place that you're going to find that person. It just means that you keep your eyes open to opportunity and when you find that one that you're talking about, this balanced woman, that you you are in position as the best yep. man that you could Just be re- up. Yep. ready to take initiative and to scoop that. Mm-hmm. So nothing wrong with stepping out, but keep do it with your purpose in mind. And your purpose is finding a wife, building a family, all the things that are going to bring you happiness, <clears throat> fulfillment, a future for yourself and your family as well. Having kids is not underrated. No, it's, uh, it's, it's quite great. I do recommend. Uh, proud Zeta male. I heard something recently that as a Christian really gave me pause. You can't reasonably refute any of this person's points. Curious to hear your thoughts. Quote, life is meaningless. We're all going to die. And within a few generations, we'll be completely forgotten with the exception of a few, a very rare few 
Nothing we do in life will have any lasting impact on humanity. So live for yourself and try to find as much pleasure as you can <laughs> in what little time you have on this silly rock floating in space. Is this George Carlin? I don't know, but I, I would uh, I would disagree. I disagree. Yeah. Do you want to take that one first? Um, I, I mean, some of this is true and it will just help you get perspective. Like none of us are, are very important, but, uh, even if you're forgotten, what you do does matter. It does matter. Um, I have, you know, we're going to have children and hopefully they will have children and, and they will influence people in different ways. We have no idea what the world would be like if any one of us, good or bad, was removed. It might be an entirely different, an entirely different world. So to say that it doesn't matter, I mean, this is just a way for people to sit around and watch porn and like smoke weed and feel okay about it. Yeah, I, w- I would disagree insofar as I think there is an observable purpose for people on this world, as we discussed previously. People seem to behaving in a, to be behaving in a generally similar way. They're trying to mm-hmm. they're trying to build. They're trying to prosper. They're trying to survive somewhat inherently, not because someone told them to. There's just a natural component to that behavior. Why? Where does that come from? And to the extent that I recognize it, I gather that there's some sort of purpose for that. The respect for that purpose is what builds the entire moral framework from that point. And uh, and the secondary point I'll make, which I admit is a little bit unsatisfying um, for people because this is more just practicality. It's like what works as opposed to what is true necessarily. But I, I think this is still a very important point. If you want a world of moral chaos and nonsense, erase the idea that human life has purpose or value. Purpose, if, we, yeah. if we grant the, if we'd start from it's all pointless and there's no reason that we're here, what the fuck? How, how would it be wrong for me to go kill my neighbor right now? What difference does it make? There's no purpose to it. There's no reason for any of this. Therefore, there's nothing wrong with cold blooded murder. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you can have a moral view of the world at all if you don't believe that a human being has purpose and value inherently. Right. So, Grant that premise at your own peril. Again, you might say, well, that is the true premise. Okay. I mean, I I disagree because I think there are observable realities otherwise. But you are, uh, all I can say is buy more guns if you accept that premise because you're going to need them. But I might even push back and say, why would you defend your life at all if your life is lacking any meaning or purpose or inherent value? What's the point in self-defense at that point? You might as well just die. Who cares? It doesn't make any difference. That's true. Joe Atkins says, Mr. Christensen, I'm a young man coming to realize that I'm quite possibly too odd and too nonconformist to thrive in normal employment. My question for you is this, as a self-made man, what is your advice for starting your own business? Well, um, it's sort of, it's hard for me to advise because mine is somewhat accidental. And of course it's, everyone's business is a little different. Mine's a little different. I don't have, um, you know, my business is not working with my hands and building things and stuff that, you know, uh, that's more hands-on work that a lot of guys will do. So I don't feel like I have a lot of advice to offer in that regard, but all, all I can say is um, if you're able to, the, the wisdom that I'd say I learned from my situation, if you're able to start something as a hobby on the side, even if it brings you like 50 bucks a month, hundred bucks a month, you're making whatever you make, you sell it on Etsy or something like that. If you can find a way to test the market waters before just completely jumping in, mm-hmm. that would be great. Like if you have a normal job that you can sustain while doing your side thing to 
see if you can build something out of it. That's ideal because you're not doing anything reckless. Um, and that's kind of what I did. Like I had this YouTube thing on the side. I wasn't even picturing it as a business, but it was my hobby that brought in a little bit of money each month until my real job became unworkable. And I had this like little spark of a thing over here and thought, well, since this job sucks, I'm going to, now I have a little spark of a thing. If I'm building a fire, like if I just blow on this a little bit, maybe I can, maybe I can get the full fire. And Oh, and and he blew a lot. As you've heard. That would be that would be my advice is um is, is see if you can stick with a real job insofar as it allows you to pursue what you think you might do on your own. It's not an either or. You can kind of do both at the same time. Try that out and if there's if you really have a passion and a market for what it is that you think you want to do, you'll be able to build that on the side and you'll kind of know like is this realistic to jump all in or should I pursue something That's else? That's true. And being a weirdo is not an impediment in like a lot of careers, you know, lots Bill of weirdos Gates working is a lots billionaire. Of yeah. You want to tell me that these tech guys aren't all fucking weirdos? It depends uh, on what way. And good luck. Um, that's the, this is the, it's great to have that spirit from the, in the first place. I was thinking about this in a video I made a couple of weeks ago about those, those mob lootings where it's like, Oh, they have to loot because there's no opportunity in these places. Well, first of all, there's no opportunity because you loot away all the opportunity. But second of all, <laughs> you're allowed to create your opportunity, your own opportunity, you know, no one's stopping the, you. There's yeah. no rule that says opportunity must be provided by someone else. You are allowed to build it or and, that there's X amount of, resp- of opportunity. Yeah. yeah. You are allowed to make it. And if you have that drive to make it, if where there's a will, there's a way man if you have something that's even a niche a tiny little niche market especially these days with the internet if there's a buyer out there anywhere in the world you can find them as long as you're committed to it totally crazy Um, custodians up next am i wrong for worrying the right wing is falling for the same failings of the left wing i fear already uh i see uh, i see evidence of infighting Will we see purity testing? Have you already seen such things? Or am I just crazy middle school janitor? Uh, no, we got we got problems on the right. Um, the left was always better at making unholy alliances and maintaining them. Wow, I am really sunburned. Yikes. Um, and maintaining them here. for uh, the benefit of, of the group. We're really bad at that. But it, it's not the purity testing that's the problem. I think it's that we don't really have very much in common. Right. Well, uh, I hate who's to talk we, like about the, Charlie Kirk, but what the fuck do I have in common with Charlie Kirk? You know, um, free markets, maybe. I, I did not even that into that. <laughs> uh, not being a straight up communist. I mean, if it's done correctly. <laughs> Listen to you. Well, it's been tried, but not not the right way. I don't know what uh, to say, but I've been hearing Destiny say some stuff lately that makes me want to stand up and cheer. Well, so De- I'd- Destiny, I I'm not I don't listen to him a ton, but from what I know of him, he's he's a guy who has my respect, of course. I think he strikes me as a very honest thinker, whether I agree or not, and someone who's yeah. willing to to speak with pretty much anybody on honest terms. He's not looking to dunk, and he's not looking to villainize. He's looking to explore ideas, and that will pretty much always have my respect. I think I love him. I don't know what's happening. Hmm. Well, uh, I think for the moment, um, all I would say about this is that uh, in these times, the correct battles have to be picked. 
And, and I, maybe years ago I would have said, no, no, no matter how ticky tack it is, the truth is always worth pursuing. And you should be willing to, to fight with your quote on fight against your quote unquote team when they betray the truth. Yeah. I mean, I agree that the truth is the highest value. Um, but I think at this point, the threats to the truth that are out there from a much more powerful force than say, like, I don't know, even whatever, take the Charlie Kirks. If you disagree with Charlie Kirk, whatever that there's, it's not in service to the truth to try to pick that fight. It's not, it's not in as much service to the truth to try to pick that fight as it is to take on the people who will actually put you in a camp. If they, if they get their chance, we're at camp war now. It's like who, who, uh, the trains are being built. It's just who gets to drive the trains. Do you want to drive the trains or do you want to let them drive them? I don't know. No, it's anyway, who do you put on the train. My 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 patience for purity testing is at a is at a low right now, I would say. Like we, we have uh serious conflict headed our way and we need to be careful about which fights are worth picking and which 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 fights are not. Um Crazy Custodio, oh, that's the one we just had, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lizzo's pendulous squish mitten. Oh my god. What was one thing you obsessed over as a kid? Movie, TV show, video game, toy. Um uh, well, it depends on your definition of as a kid. Like when I was really young, we didn't have cable TV, but my grandma did. So watching Nickelodeon at my grandma's house mm-hmm. when I'd go down there, we didn't visit more than like maybe once every couple months or something. But uh, Nickelodeon, like all the Nickelodeon TV shows. Okay. Legends yeah. of the Hidden Temple. Oh, yeah. Great. What did I obsess over? Uh, I don't know that I was really obsessed with anything. Does it have to be media? You know what I really liked to do when I was a little kid? Hmm. I used to like to take a magnifying glass and burn insects. That that explains a lot. I'm not surprised to uh, learn that at all. Or straws or, you know, pretty much whatever. Straws? What do straws do? What do you mean? You can just like burn holes in like McDonald's straws. I probably inhaled a lot of burning plastic. Yeah, I see. I just... I just like to burn things in a really controlled environment, but only with a magnifying glass. Yeah, never got out of hand. Uh, Ryan, hey, guys, congrats on the sex, Matt. Thank you. Wishing you luck in the department when you're ready, blonde. Yeah, I've never had sex. I don't know how this (laughs) thing I'll save you a long story. My fiance and I are both 24, moving into our own place, starting our job in July. My fiance is also 12 weeks pregnant with our first child. Any advice you have on raising children and telling our parents we're not be super super thrilled because we're technically not married yet and they're assisting us financially things in her bed. well she's 12 weeks pregnant you gotta you gotta tell them like you're in it now so what are they gonna do be mad about it who cares well yeah and, um, and you are engaged to be married yeah. so my my initial reaction was get married but you've already answered that yeah so maybe it's a little uh unorthodox in the order of operations here but you are doing the right thing and i think any any parent who's serious about maintaining a relationship with their kids and grandchildren that is a, they're not gonna fuck around with this yeah yet. i mean the only thing they'd say is get married and you are so um advice for parenting i think the most important thing to do as a new parent is um to like follow the cues of your child and be the kind of parent that your specific child needs like if i had to parent emmeline the way that you parent calvin it would ruin emmeline and vice versa because he is a routine dependent child and Emmeline is not. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think that like you just have to look at what your child needs and what their strengths and weaknesses are and just 
do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, uh, I grant that not every kid is the same and I, I'm not saying shove the uh, square peg into the round hole or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, the only thing I worry about that philosophy is I, I don't want to be led by my child. I have to be the leader of my child. And that means establishing rules, establishing routines, establishing baseline expectations. Um, Of course, I wouldn't do that in total defiance of like, if it's not working, you have to be adjustable. But, but the only, the only disagreement I would have is just, I, I don't want to be anything close to mixing up the leadership role there that, I don't follow the child. The child follows me. That's why I'm dad. It's my job to lead him, not him, not for him to lead me. Okay, fine. I think it's different with moms and daughters and fathers and sons too. Yeah. You know, um, and I don't know. The truth of the matter is I don't know yet. We'll see how my philosophy plays out with the second kid. Yeah, that's true. And whether my view holds true or not. I know it worked in one case, but will it work in the second? Who knows? Anyway. Oh my gosh, we have so many questions. Yeah, I gotta sorry. be gone by 8.30. Congratulations, guys. Uh, all the best. Uh, I think you're up. Whiskey Noodle says, knowing nothing else, let's assume Trump wins in 24. What do you think? A, elections have been successfully defortified. B, Republicans fortified better than Democrats. C, Trump was allowed to win to make elections C. appear legitimate. That would be my response. But, the, yeah. but there's no way they're going to let him win. Wouldn't happen. But that's what I would assume if they did out of these choices, that's what I would accept. But I, my answer is none of the above, but most plausibly C. Mitch Obama's hyena clitoris. What the? I f- hate all of you. Okay. The, the Dutch now euthanize their unwanted children at nearly any age. Should we continue to exalt European culture or should we recognize that evil is ubiquitous regardless of nation or race? Um, I, I think that it is important to recognize that evil is ubiquitous. It exists in every organization, every race, every culture. Um, but in all cultures, we should try to take the good and leave the bad, except in your own culture, you have to take both the good and the bad because that's the part of culture uh, in which you exist. Um, should we continue to exalt European culture? Of, of course. I mean, uh, the greatest progress in the history of mankind, greatest prosperity, um, the greatest advancements in art and literature, all of these have come from European culture uh, because there are a bunch of you know, Dutch whores that want to kill their kids so they can just be bigger whores for longer. Does that negate all of that? No. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will simply agree with that. I don't, I, I don't agree. have any dispute with that answer or the question. So thank you, Mr. Uh, Mitch Obama's no. C word or whatever it was. Nick Ayers. That's close. That's, that's, I got you. Nick, <laughs> Nick Ayers. It's just far, far off enough. What do each of you think about a man putting his assets in a trust before he gets married to protect himself in a divorce? Keeping in mind, most divorces are initiated by women and most men don't have the ability to cheat because most men don't get attention from women. Uh, I understand why a man would want to do that. And I understand the, the ease with which women can steal their quote unquote half of the assets these days. Um, to tell the truth, there was a, there was a, before I met my wife, I would have been a um, like a, a prenup agreement type guy. Mm-hmm. And I would have been potentially a guy who would have taken this this route that just whatever legal ways you have to protect your assets from the potential thievery of a wife gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife was adamantly against it, but not because she is uh, 
she's a thief. At least so far, she has proven herself not to be. But the reason I this came is a around, disaster. and you may you may think it's naive. I welcome pushback. But my thinking in the end was, if I am not willing to trust her with everything that I have, which is the nature of my vows, then I shouldn't be at that altar at all. I shouldn't be saying I do. I shouldn't be making that commitment. If I'm hedging that commitment, then it's not really a commitment and I shouldn't, I should step back. Um, But I understand that the criticism that that is naive and that is uh, just dangerous in the current legal landscape. Do you, what perspective do you take on that? Um, I tend to agree with you. You know, I, I probably would have said that a man should do that before I got married and had a kid. Uh, having children makes women exceedingly vulnerable. And this is something that MGTOW, they just, oh, you, you're a woman could just leave and take half your assets. Yeah, but she's still um, like destroyed her body to procreate with you, use your genetic material. Like nobody is ever going to get married to a second man that's as good as the man that she had children with. Like, well, what? I, it's, it's a, it's totally delusional that women think that they're going to be able to do that. Why? Cause like one chick was able to do that. Um, so you just take risks when you decide to marry somebody, when you decide to have children with somebody, it's, it's a risk and it's a financial risk for men. And it is a risk for women too. And you just have to trust each other and not do it with the wrong person. Thank you, Mr. Ayers, and Godspeed. All right, um, we have a handful of questions here. You think you'll be able to finish these up and I can handle chat? Will that work? Yeah, sure. Okay. Snow Wave Dan, congrats on the new baby in house. Matt, is there any truth to the rumor that you got a bigger place to accommodate all the illegitimate children you fathered in the chat? That is for sure true. Vouch. Uh, Well, we'll find out. I'll have more reveals in future streams. Thank you. Small Town Jen says anything that can become addictive and toxic if uh, or anything can become addictive and toxic if not done in moderation, even faith or religion. Agree or disagree and why? This is interesting. Um, I'm going to substitute the word. Well, do I dare do that? The one the one thing I I would say that cannot possibly be consumed in excess. Or to a fault would be the truth. Now, to what degree do you? Yeah, yeah substitute faith and religion for the truth. I mean, obviously believers are going to say the whole, the whole reason I consider myself Christian or any other faith is because it is the God's truth. I live my life in service to that. And therefore it is not possible to overconsume it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it's possible to overconsume the truth. Do you? No, no. Well, yes. I think if it's to the detriment of um your family life i think you need to turn off the news yeah i think you can definitely consume just like a, a break but as, but as far as like uh okay i see what you're saying but it's not it's hmm. well i don't know um i'm still gonna say that that the there's no benefit to consuming truth in moderation like i don't balance truth with something else i don't balance truth with falsehood I don't balance truth with maybe, maybe just like meaningless bullshit is the far is the farthest you go, like stupid entertainment that's not really valuable or something. But well, yeah. But no, in general, I I would probably I would probably take the other side of that 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 no, if 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 faith and religion is is the God's truth, it it really can't be overconsumed in that way. Ashlyn, yeah, sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> If the U.S. had never adopted English as a national language and every and rather every state was linguistically divided between the various languages of the different European heritages they came from, 
um, with the consensus of following the original constitution. Do you believe that the current state of the federal government taking over and states' rights being limited would have happened? I think that it would have been thwarted to some necessary degree. Wait, so just so I understand correctly, we're having all sorts of regions of the U.S. speaking different languages and how that would potentially combat federal overreach? Yeah. I guess it's harder, but it hasn't uh, stopped Canada. Half of them are speaking <laughs> French and they, they're still doing all kinds of tyrannical shit. True. Your ability to understand the government's bullshit has never stopped the government's bullshit as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I would say no. I'm not inclined to think. And, and of course, look at Europe itself. Europe is still there are all sorts of languages and cultural variations across Europe. And that has not stopped um, the EU or other central powers from becoming increasingly dominant. So mm-hmm. my answer is no. Yep. I don't think it would have done much. I hear you. Nathan Tinklepaw. What's your best argument for Trump 2024? What about DeSantis? Big, biggest concern with either of them. I appreciate uh, all you guys doing. Keep up the good fight. Well, thank you. Um, my biggest argument for Trump is actually um, one I'm not personally satisfied with, but I feel drawn to. And that is my emotional desire to see the end of the story. That's I was just going to say the lols. Yeah. Well, that's what it was in 2016. And that's what it is this time. I, I want to see the end of the story. Can't deny it. No, it's a shitty argument, but I'm just, that's, that's my interest. Now, what about DeSantis? I need to look more into this um, this this anti-flyering uh, or anti-hate bill that DeSantis just signed. I, keep, I know Phil referenced it on Sunday, and I keep hearing people. I keep seeing it circulate on Twitter. Now, in general, I think DeSantis has done a pretty good job as Florida governor. I think that he withstood a lot of media scrutiny of his Corona policy. And I know he wasn't perfect, but in general, he kept his state relatively open and stood up to the bullshit of people who were criticizing that. So that earns my respect. Um, I think that if I believe the polls, he's the guy who's going to court the independents to beat Joe Biden. But do I believe that the fortification can be done? Uh, can, Can be outdone in that way? I have my doubts. And I, and I, based on what I've, I've seen out of, out of maybe, uh, being a little heavy handed on the so-called hate speech rate, uh, recently, I have some questions about that with DeSantis too, but on the other side of it, I mean, for every criticism I can say of DeSantis in that way, I'll look to things from Trump, like take the guns first, due process second <laughs> there. In fairness, one was an off the cuff comment and the other is an actual law in Florida. Trump did do things like the bump stock ban too, though. So I don't want to. Correct. I can say that one thing completely outdoes DeSantis, but uh, um, those that would be my breakdown of, of either. That uh, if you believe the system will still operate the way that it does, DeSantis is your bet. It's just do you believe yeah. that the system is actually operate operating the way it's supposed to would be a better way to phrase that. Uh, Zazie McTazbot, what juicy piece of info is in the Tranifesto that they don't want us to know about. Give us your best tinfoil hat and try to be specific. Hmm. Um, I would assume that like being trans was the impetus for the violence. Yeah, I, I think it's probably exactly what is expected, that it was some sort of anti-Christian motive, some sort of trans victimization, like these people wouldn't accept me or they hated me because of this. And it's what was suspected from the start, that it was a a gender ideology, gender ideology motivated anti-Christian attack explicitly written out clearly. And that's why we can't see it. That would be my guess. Exactly. Yeah, totally. 
All right, uh, we're all set. Uh, it is the bottom of the hour right on the nose. So do you need to step out or do you want to finish up? Do you chat? hear Emmeline screaming? No, I, I do got not. a boogie. Okay. Oh, it's so bad. Okay, I better go save my husband okay. from this. I will uh, Thank you finish up see chat. See you guys on Sunday. Yeah, we'll see you then. I'll finish up chat uh, myself okay. and uh, we'll, we'll catch you. Uh, We'll catch you on Sunday. Thanks, Blonde. Uh, and thanks to our chatters. I know um, sometimes we have Blonde-specific chats, so I apologize if that was the case, but I'm happy to read the chats here before we call it an evening. And thanks for supporting the show. Let's see. Uh, over on Rumble, Haughty Twerkman says, Orange Man can be the new Red Man. Now, maybe. I guess that's less racist, sort of. Stick sent me here. Sick as AIDS here. <laughs> But next week, Matt, I'll call to convince you that we need to put adult trans in work ca uh, camps. Talk to you later. You know, I want the non-camp solutions. Obviously, I've been I've been trying to per to, per to uh, pursue those as much as I possibly can, and uh, it just <laughs> they just can't stop. All right, they it's just just cut it with the kids, sh but they can't help themselves. They they it, it's. We're, we're headed toward that trajectory and it, uh, it sucks, but, uh, there's no stopping it. It seems I, uh, I welcome your call and I hope your aids improve. Putin you down says white man with a nice house and a half an orchard in early thirties looking for a based woman, uh, inquire through blonde. Well, there you go. We could do, uh, on air personals. I assume this is your, the same Putin from earlier, right? Um, and I assume you're probably in the, uh, the, the dating, uh, spreadsheet as well but uh godspeed to you man and uh i hope you find what you're looking for let's see uh we left off i got a refresh on youtube and tippy quickly here oh and there was one more on odyssey as well uh lbrt has uh the odyssey guy peeing on youtube so they have their own emojis over there that's pretty cool uh thanks for supporting on odyssey and i'm glad to see that that is now available where did we leave off <sighs> That's right. Emma, we left. I, I'm not laughing at you, Emma. I'm laughing because there's another trap name coming up. Um, Oil King says, watch J uh, Jason Goldstricker show Fish Tank better than PK uh, PKA or Big Brother shows. Uh, ooh, wait. Ah, ooh, ah, ooh. I tooted. Thanks again, Matt. Well, that one's over my head. I have no idea what that's about, but thank you for supporting the show. This was the trap title. It is uh, Nick... Gers, Gers, Gersuck, right? Nick Gersuck. Tell us how you really feel. He said the N word. Well, I didn't fall for that trap, but you're going to get me eventually. Ruin Thaddeus says, how do you research uh, for, for your videos or Sunday shows? Specifically, how do you find both sides of a story when most search engines give the obvious left-leaning perspectives only? I don't necessarily have a specific process. It's not like there's a bunch of boxes that I check. But in general, my um, process for finding stories I want to talk about and organizing them throughout the week, I'm, you know, just e even throughout the day, I'm constantly browsing news because... Frankly, I like doing that for its own sake, too. I like to know what's going on in the world. And it's, you know, that is my job to do now, too. So as I find things that are just interesting to me, and that is sort of subjective, it's just whatever grabs my interest in the moment, I, I just have a document where I'm saving links to things um, throughout the week for potential individual use or for Sunday show use. And when I decide on something I want to talk about, either individually, like if I pull something individually... 
I'm just going to, I'm going to spend an hour or maybe two just reading everything I can about it. And sometimes that's going to be almost exclusively on one quote unquote political side. Cause that, those are the only people talking about it. Sometimes there will be, uh, angles from all sorts of sides on it, but it's not, um, it's not like a checkbox thing. It's just, if something grabs your interest, read about it as much as you can And as you read different people's accounts of what the story is, you're going to find little nuggets of things that maybe one piece of the story, one one uh, piece of coverage of it ignored uh, or failed to emphasize. And you'll piece all that together. And a lot of times you'll find contradictions too, like claims. This source says claim A, this source says claim B, and those are mutually exclusive. That, That can't be. Just the more you read about the particular topic, the more interesting things you're going to find. And uh, and that's basically how that goes. So the same process for Sunday. It's like I'll sit. We sit down on Sunday morning, and um, and and organize what the main topics will be. But from that point on, throughout the day, it's like we just got to read and understand these things as much as we can. And obviously, some of those things are meatier than others. Some stories are like, oh, this is interesting and funny. We'll talk about it for two minutes. Some stories are twenty-minute segments that you want to be really thorough on. But the answer is. Read about it as much as you can. Uh, let's see. Chief Sling and Beef says, "Blonde, I was the friend that needed to. I was the friend that needed to be ghosted years ago. Lost my best friend since childhood because I was a piece of shit on drugs. It helped me as much as him. Well, I uh, I'm glad to hear that uh, you've you've had some introspection on that because you know I've been on both sides of that too. I've uh, I've left friends recently in my life, as in within the last five years, because. I just didn't think the values alignment and the value of the friendship was there. There are friendships I lost in in earlier points in my life where I think I was less philosophically clear about what I'm doing or what I was doing that I look back at it now and think, yeah, I was the shitty guy. I was I did X, Y and Z wrong. I shouldn't have done it that way. And I understand why that friendship didn't maintain. So the fact that you're able to find the value of introspection in it is big. And uh, I'm glad to hear it. Thanks for supporting the show. The Penumbra's says, I looked deep within myself and I found Matt's pingas. I, I guess the joke is I'm I'm deep within many people in the chat. Or maybe they're deep within me. Dangerous Spaces says, off to an interview. Wish me luck, everybody. Well, congratulations on the interview. That is why our call screener, Dangerous Spaces, had to step out early this evening. And I, I wish him the best. And selfishly, I hope he's able to continue his call screening duties. But uh, of course, if he is not, he's welcome to ghost this show and pursue something better. Uh, good luck to you, man. Tortuga said, I had my wife listen to the Crowder video and I told her if I ever talk like that to her to just start calling me Steve. So I know I'm talking like a condescending douche canoe. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, that that was... Um, Listening to that was of, of a lot of value to me and not just because not from a like, oh, man, look at this guy. He's a jerk way again in that introspective way of knowing that as I've grown older, it's very important to me to take a firm leadership role within my family to make important decisions, to establish order within my own ho- household and to make sure that there's a certain set of rules that are upheld by myself, by my wife and on behalf of our son and for our son. And so. I've been that guy who has tried to kind of lay down the law with my wife many times. And I think that that's important for a man to do. 
But I also recognize that that has to have its limitations, that has to have its restraints, and I need to be guided by a baseline level of respect for my wife. Um, and so I don't want to be, I don't want to be close to what that display was. And I, I'm sure I probably have been too close before. And for all his, uh, potentially for all his faults. And again, we haven't seen all of the, uh, sides of this story, even if Steven Crowder is completely in the wrong, I, uh, I can't imagine just the, the sheer embarrassment, the devastation that I would experience, uh, experience if I had, a conversation with my wife that I, in retrospect, feel bad about like that, just totally exposed for the world to see. It would be tremendously embarrassing. And so I, I hope him the I wish him the best in resolving it, even if even if he's you know, making some mistakes along the way. Dell the Redneck says, I saw an article on the Web the other day about a man who, even though he was pushing 80, um, was still able to have sex with his wife. A lot of people wanted to give him a high five, <laughs> but I thought it was just reckless driving i'm not even sure i get that one i think you might have my brain is too fried dell you might have uh that one might be right over my head he's pushing 80 he's able to have sex with his wife a lot of people want to give him a high five i thought it was reckless driving well who's his i i don't <laughs> i don't get it dell that one's over my head and i'm speaking of embarrassment i'm embarrassed that i'm missing it because dell is very clever and i'm not giving him his due Anyway, thank you, Del. Um, some rando says there's something biological about entertaining pregnant female insanity. There's a reason young pregnant females are a sympathetic trope in movies. Yeah, I, I, likewise. I mean, there's a reason why I'm willing to entertain my wife's insane request for weird candy that I have to find in some dark corner of the store. And that's because I have a tremendous amount of respect for the work that she's doing and in um, bringing our next child into the world. And the least that I can do on behalf of that deal is to accommodate some weird food request or something like that. Um, but yeah, I guess, does that mean that we have to surrender to every pregnant woman's whim all the time? You know, probably not. Uh, it's not a dictatorship just because they're pregnant. I don't know. But uh, yeah, there's no, there probably is something biological to that. You're right. Kelvin 58 says the strength of the Anheuser-Busch boycott really depends on the character of its participants. I personally have resolved to never contribute to Apple, Nike, and Gillette for many years now. Yeah, it's, uh, there's, I think there's nothing wrong with sort of picking those personal targets too. The other side of the boycott stuff that really exhausts me, and I'm not saying that it's not, a valid exercise as a consumer or even an admirable thing to do. But like when Gillette had the, what, what did they do again? It was some transgender stuff with their razors. Uh, and the whole joke was the best a man can get. I can't remember what exactly they did, but there was all that uh, scrutiny on them for a while. We all know what happened with Nike and Colin Kaepernick and some of the other stuff that Nike's done. It does get exhausting as a consumer to have to police every single product you consume for ideological agreement. And that, that was one thing that kind of turned me off is how am I possibly going to evaluate the politics of every single purchase that I make? And then you realize, well, you don't really have to, there's no one demanding that you be perfectly ideologically consistent along every single purchase that you make every single day. If you decide that certain actors are just beyond what you'll accept for whatever reason you decide, you're perfectly within your rights as a consumer to do that. And that's fine. Even if you 
are a hypocrite in some other context because maybe you are boycotting Nike, but you still have an iPhone or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the consumer ultimately does have a lot of power. I think we dismiss how much power. I'm not saying these corporations don't have power too, but um, they are ultimately beholden to consumers. The second consumers stop purchasing their product is the second that they, they cease to exist as organizations. So if you don't like them, don't buy them. And uh, that will have consequences over the course of time. Logan Orr says, MGTOW guys need to grow up. I've yet to meet one I'd like to drink a beer with. Yeah, it's, uh, well, MGTOW is generally a reaction to feminism for the most part. It's it's a rejection of the quality of woman that is currently available. And I, I completely understand that. I think if Blonde were here, we'd probably have some kind of back and forth about whose fault is that? Is that women's fault for being insane in their feminist ways or is that men's fault for failing to lead them against that sort of ideology and the older i get the more i think that that as much as i as much as i want to blame the feminist crazies fundamentally it is our job as men to lead our women and to lead our wives and um we have been persuaded against that culturally for a long time. Part of it has been just kind of pedestalizing women. That's who I used to be in my past life that, uh, that I just, I thought I was supposed to be subservient to women and passive with women. And that's how you were supposed to treat them. No, you're supposed to be assertive. You're supposed to be a leader. You're supposed to show them the way. And they really respond to that. Um, I would apply that same philosophy to how to defeat the, the current uh, feminism virus that has infected our women. We can't just, we as men can't just sit, sit around blaming female insanity as insane as they might be. It is on us to lead them out of and away from that insanity in pursuit of that, that higher purpose of, of men and women together in unity for the purpose of bringing, bringing the next generation into the world and building those families and all of that. So I know guys, it sucks to ask us to do more because historically speaking, we've done a lot, but women have too, in terms of, of building those families as well. And families are built in general through the leadership of husbands, through the leadership of men. So we gotta, we gotta take it upon ourselves to lead our way out of this one too. I think. Anyway, I think we're all set. Um, yeah, it looks like we're good on tippy and YouTube. We're good on D live. And we're good on Rumble and Odyssey as well. I got so many places to check these days. I can never keep track. So we will call it a stream there. Of course, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks for your calls. Thanks for your emails. Thanks for your super chats. Thanks for your regular chats. Thanks for making the stream a success. Of course, we'll be back here on Sunday as usual with whatever happens between now and then. But in the meantime, if you'd like uh, more of the show to listen to, or if you missed any part of the stream tonight and you'd like to listen back, head on over to the podcast page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash podcasts. You can listen back momentarily when the show's finished up. Speaking of anything else show related, mattchristensenmedia.com. We'll see you back in soon.